0: Do people underestimate status, and what's a good way for people to understand status from your evolutionary psychologist standpoint?
1: The short answer is we, we evolved in small groups. All groups have status hierarchies. It's something that people size each other up, I mean, as early as three years old. And from an evolutionary perspective, reproductively relevant resources always accrue to those who are higher in status.
0: So I, I've got a special guest for you that's in town um, for this, kind of, but also for me to talk to him. And I thought I would just, we would all talk together. Who here has seen when I've been talking a lot about reading people, psychology, dark triad tests? So this is Dr. David Buss, and he is pretty much taught the one who taught me about this. I mean, I've been interested in people and understanding people for I think I really got interested when I used to own nightclubs because I would meet like 300, 400 people a night. So, you know, I didn't have anything to do because you're not drinking when you have your own clubs. So I would just sit there and try to like remember people's name. I would try to figure out how to kind of classify people, the people that I would want to have close to me, business partners, you know, all that. And so that was over 10 years ago. So I've been testing people. And now I've got this online quiz. I probably tested, I don't know, as many people as anyone in the world, maybe because of the internet. Now, But Dr. Buss is on another level. He's a, he was a professor at Harvard. Now he's a professor at University uh, of Austin, Texas. And he got his PhD from Berkeley in, in what's called psychometrics, which is studying people's personality types, basically. And then he's gone on for about 30 years. He's one of the most cited psychologists, I think, in history, right? Aren't you in the top? I read it a thing that said you're in the top whatever. I mean, you have Sigmund Freud, and you have Jung, and you have all these people. But And Dr. Buss' speciality is evolutionary psychology. By the way, who here has bought or read this book that I recommended? Because if you haven't, this is one of the greatest books. I'm telling you this. I'm not paid to say this or anything. It almost reads like a regular novel. He has another book called The Evolution of Desire. Did you bring a copy of that to show? He's got the new. that, if you want to know about love, sex, dating, marriage, from a super scientific standpoint, that's also interesting to read. That's the book. If you want to read a little bit of a darker book, there's a book he has called The Murder Next Door, which is an extensive study it's actually a good study for everybody to read. Who should you be afraid of? Who's most likely to kill you? It's not a stranger you meet on Tinder at all. It's, um, I found out yesterday he told me men, uh, an ex-girlfriend, uh, only about 3% of men who were murdered were by ex-girlfriends. But I asked him, what about bank accounts being murdered? And that is probably a much higher rate. But women's exes, that's the most dangerous man in your life statistically so fascinating get this book first probably an evolution of desire just trust me on this i read a ton of books every time dr bus comes out he hasn't been out for a bit we talk on the phone about once every two or three months most fascinating conversations ever so give him a huge hand he's going to come out here
1: What's what's the second book you want to? Oh, that's that's. uh, Oh, you got someone else's book. I got my copy. (laughs) All right, the conversion code in here. We'll put this. Okay, uh, yeah, this is this is actually the uh, not the most recent edition. Yeah, the most recent one's blue. Yeah, I don't know why I did. I just grabbed this one. Yeah,
0: it's a blue one. You'll see when you go to Amazon. There we go. Oh, you got. You should get him to sign this, Austin. That's cool, man. I'm telling you, this book. I'm not. basically here's how we met we met at a conference that i was speaking at uh, and he was speaking at in probably i would guess 2010 11 or something like around the time when i met alex mayor and it was in vegas and i gave a talk on psychology and how i think people are attracted to each other in terms of dating and i gave the 12 things the ways that women subconsciously rate a man so basically if you want to if there's a girl you like and you want her to like you her brain without even knowing it is like a calculator this was what i was talking about and she calculates all these things about you which include physical which include financial which include personality all this but then he came up to me at the end and just real nice he said you forgot one thing I don't know if you even remember this. No, I don't remember. You don't remember. And he goes, "I was like, what? I thought I really thought it through." And he goes, "Status." And he goes, "Status is almost more powerful than any force on Earth." And one of the reasons that I want him to come talk, and we're going to be talking about personality types in this session, but also I want to talk about status because brands have status. Business has status. Apple, largest company in history by market cap. Okay. It's a status thing. Like, I, sometimes, have you ever texted someone and they're like, green bubble? Like, why don't you have iMessage? It's almost like people look down. I don't know if you ever seen that or you notice. You're like, well, it, Apple has built itself up in people's eyes to be this huge status symbol. I had a professor from, um, where was he, NYU or something here the other day. And he's amazing. He wrote this book called The Four. Did you guys see that <laughs> podcast I did called The Four about Apple, Google, Facebook, and... Amazon, the four most powerful companies in the world. And he said, Google is God for us, many people. You no longer pray for answers. You Google them, okay? He said, Amazon is like, you know, our, our supermarket. We buy everything there. Um, he said, Facebook is, I forget what it was, our social circle or something. But he said that Amazon, I mean, Apple is genitals. I was like, What? It was a very bizarre thing to say. I'm like, what do you mean it's genitals? He said, it's almost a sex status. And we don't even see it as much in America. I said, you got to realize we're rich here. He said, if you live in Malaysia and you're a 20-year-old dude where the average income is much lower than here and you have an iPhone. I read actually an article about North Korea. And it was a very poor country because of the dictatorship. But there's a few rich kids. And they said the first thing they look at, it was an article by a rich bratty kid, basically. He said, I looked down if I want to be friends with a kid, whether he's holding an iPhone. So he's saying it's a sex symbol. That's what he meant by genitals. You know, that shows that I have power, like a Ferrari. Obviously, a Ferrari, most people can't afford, but most people can't afford iPhone. So status is powerful. Each of you, one of the things I want you to take away is how can you increase the status of your product, business, online store, whatever it is, because status, let's talk about this with the expert. Do people underestimate status, and what's a good way for people to understand status from a, from your evolutionary psychologist standpoint?
1: That's an interesting and complicated yeah. qu- question, but the um, uh, short answer is we, we evolved in small groups, and all groups have status hierarchies. It's something that people size each other up, I mean, as early as three years old, you get a very brief interaction, and people immediately size each up in terms of status, so all groups have status hierarchies, despite some I- ideologies that try to create systems that have no status. Never works. Right. And from an evolutionary perspective, reproductively relevant resources always accrue to those who are higher in status.
0: So what's an example, like a practical example? Uh,
1: of uh, um, mating. Mating. Uh, that, desirable mates, uh, or if you're into short-term mating, more numerous mates uh, accrue to people who are higher in status. So a guy like Justin Bieber is like high status, or, or
0: Drake, let's take. So you're saying he has more access to girls that would want to date him.
1: Ab- absolutely, and it's more than that. So that was, that's one example, but also health care, desirable goods, desirable allies. So the higher you are in status, you become a... It's like in the mating game, just why people are attracted to high mate value, attractive people. They also want to be friends and allies with people who are high in status because there are what economists call externalities, positive externalities flow to allies of the high status people.
0: So what he's saying is for your business, everybody here knows the power of networking, right? For example, I met Alex Mayer, and it's been a very powerful Actually, how you call it, an alliance between no. two allies. MentorBox makes almost a million bucks a month, and I do total work of maybe an hour a month. And I own 50% of the company, or a little less. We have a 2% to investors, but I own 48-plus percent. And I do no work. So how did I get Alex as an ally? I was speaking at a conference. We were both on stage. Stage is like a powerful status symbol. Yes. You know, you go and you watch somebody, and all of a sudden, if somebody's on stage, so a little practical. I want to give you some philosoph- philosophical stuff today in this talk, but also here's a one practical, so write this down. Number one practical tip. Try to start speaking at conferences and seminars no matter how small they are. Get up on a stage, and a simple way to do that is Google local stuff, if you're in a big city and literally reach out either through direct message, email, um, and say, hey, I'll promote, I'd love to speak at your conference. Here's what, have a real little short speech you can give, 15 minutes. I'd love to speak at your conference and I'll promote it to my whole email list and all my followers. Because then if it's a small conference, they're like, ooh, maybe we'll sell some tickets. Even if you have to speak in a small side room and not on the main stage. Then what happens is over time, as you speak at more conferences, you can contact the next conference and say, hey, I've spe- I've spoken at blank, blank, blank. So your status goes up at that at those conferences. The other people on stage, you have the speaker badge. Those become your out. Would you say that's an example of status in yeah, business? Yeah,
1: yes, absolutely. Because, um, I mean, one of the things that you allude to is, is what's called the attention structure. And the high-status people are those to whom the most people pay the most attention. Yes. And so just the fact that there are, uh, in this case, I don't know, 100 people here, or if you're in a stage of 30 or 1,000 or 10,000, all the attention is focused on you. And just simply due to the attention structure, uh, you rise in status. I'll tell you one interesting, funny anecdote about that. This is also true in chimpanzees. The attention structure, and once there was this, um, this true story. There was this funny-looking chimpanzee who everyone kind of stared at, not because they were high in status, but because they were funny-looking. Okay, and this. Chimp, it was a male chimp, rose in status simply because everyone was paying attention to it. So him. he's just weird looking. It was just weird looking. Now, I'm not recommending that as a way to gain status. They call that in nightclubs, <laughs> guys do peacocking. There's like, uh, you know, if you, if you
0: read books by pickup artists, they're like, go and wear a crate. I had a friend, no joke, he used to wear glasses that blinked all the way. They had lights. Herman. You guys know Dr. Fresco? He's a Ph.D. And I, we go to a nightclub, and he right I was in ho, on Hollywood Boulevard. We walk in, and he puts these glasses on. I'm like, what? He's like 30 years old at the time. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, girls notice me when I wear these. I'm like, yeah, but not always for the right reasons. They're like, who's that 30-year-old man with little kid glasses on? But, but there's something. So here's a second practical tip on that, how to grow in status and get attention that you can then use to grow your business, very important. I think once a month, everybody here should have an event at your house. So there's a guy um, in LA. What's his name, Maya, that does the networking book? Uh, I'll remember his name in a second, but he has a really good idea. Every Friday, you don't have to do this every Friday, but he does it every Friday. He invites 12 people to his dinner table, and they just meet, and it can be business people, it can be you know anybody, lawyers, friends it's just people that he wants to connect with that he also knows will connect him with other people and when you do an event at your house you always get more attention interesting thing about Hugh Hefner who died is somebody, I really wanted to meet Hugh Hefner uh, before he died, I had a lot of questions for this guy, not about girls but about, he was more interesting than people realized, I think I'm scratching here Anyway, he said he never went to other people's parties. Zero. He had a policy. You invite on a party, no thank you, but you can come to mine. And he knew that that whoever house that it's at. Even if you don't have a nice house. When I started out doing this, it really got me started in many ways as an entrepreneur. In Raleigh, North Carolina, I had a con- I had an apartment. It was two bit be- it was, you know, this is my upstairs bedroom here. This is like 2 2500 square feet. It was smaller than my bathroom. It was like the size of my bathroom. But I would invite people over. We'd watch sports, UFC thing. That led to nightclubs. Nightclubs led to all the other stuff. So opening up your house once a month. If you're a shy person, start by inviting your friends that you already know and tell them to bring a friend. It can be teeny, 10 people. But I'm telling you, the person who does it, my goal is one year from today. What is today? December something, 2nd? Next December 2nd, you go you come up to me next time I see you and be like, that changed the whole game. Doing 12 dinky things at my house or huge things. It's really simple and it puts the attention structure on you. Okay, changing subjects here. Let's talk about reading people because who here has a business partner or a key employee? Somebody where if there were the wrong person would affect your income. It could be your wife or husband, either also. Okay, it should be everybody. I'm a little concerned, not everybody does that. <laughs> basically, nobody gets rich alone. You can learn that from Mr. Bill Gates. He said he never does anything alone, and he made basically the most money of any one of our time. So dark Triad. You introduced me to that. That's this psychology test. Who here's taken their dark triad score uh, test? I have it on my website. Okay. So it measures three factors. Everybody here, who's becoming good at reading people around dark triad? Okay, good. So it tests for narcissism, Machiavellianism, and some whether someone's psychotic. Yes.
1: And Psychopathy. Psychopathy, no. No. thank
0: you. So I have found it to be probably the most powerful thing on earth. In fact, if I was 18 years old again, and I was how old are you, uh, arm. 12, you are lucky, because if you listen to this, you will have a better life than every single person here that doesn't know this. Basically, this test, it's not always accurate, but when it's a bad score, it's always accurate. So there's no, I won't get into explaining what that means, but once in a while, people lie. So far this year, two people out of thousands I've tested have tricked the system, but people don't really trick it. It's designed correctly. Now, Let's. Does anybody have their dark triad score that we can analyze? Do you remember what it is? Okay, Noah, what was it? Let's pull it up. So you'll get three scores between 1 and 100. And by the way, this is like golf. You do not want a high score. But it's designed so that people go, Ooh, I got a good score. And I got 100, Ty. I'm like, ah, <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> um, I actually changed. you know, I changed it on my side. I don't call it narcissism. I call it confidence, ego factor. Hmm. And Machiavellian, I call it uh, cunning, sneakiness factor. Hmm. And and um, for psychotic, I think I call it like uh, courage something factor. Because someone who's psychotic usually has high courage. I did the one. One the- yes, also taught by. It. What, what's yours? We're going to analyze you with master, Dr. Buss, here. Okay. Okay.
2: It was 37 for narcissism, 47 for Machiavellianism, and 7 for psychopathy. Okay, so
0: this was 37, 47? 7. 7. All right, I'm going to throw this out, and then I'm going to let you finish up. Were you bullied yes. at all growing up? Okay, I can always tell. Bullying is a massive predictor of psychological problems. Anybody here who has kids being bullied in school, pull them out of school and homeschool them. I'm telling you, it will destroy your kids forever. Even a short. How many years were you bullied for? Uh,
2: From second
0: grade to just about last year. Second grade to last year. It's a nightmare. What's the highest? You took the test multiple times. What's the highest you ever got in Machiavellianism? 68, Yeah, sixty-eight. So basically, we've talked about this. This is where I did the cutoff, but you can add in. Over 60 is like clinical problems. Like, even below 60 is clinical problems. The good news is... Okay, so what do you think of this score? Out of 100 narcissisms in
1: the 30s? Seems uh, like he's not going to fuck you over. <laughs> right. <laughs> given, given that low psychopathy score.
0: So explain for people what Machia... How do you see Machiavellianism?
1: Machiavellianism is basically people who pursue an interpersonally exploitative strategy. I see that as the core of Machiavellianism. Yes. Everybody, quote, uses other people in various ways, but the high Mac person basically views other people solely as means to achieve their goals. Yes. Uh, And so doesn't value them intrinsically or doesn't value them as friends. They will be fair-weather friends. Who here has ever had one of those people in their life? that basically you are means to end and
0: once you stop. This, when I ask this to a crowd, the whole crowd, like if you ask any business question, people half the people raise their hand. Who has a business partner? Uh, if you have, who has been screwed over by somebody? Uh, like people want it to be known, they were screwed right. over. Okay, narcissism. This is a complicated, people think it just means looking in the mirror and thinking you're pretty, but what? how do you see narcissism?
1: Well, I see uh, there are a couple different uh elements of narcissism one is a sense of entitlement okay and this shows up in things like basically high scores in narcissism feel like they deserve a larger share of the pie they deserve the better thing you know when there is a you know a resource that let's say we're going to split narcissists feels they deserve because who they they feel like they deserve 70% and you get thirty percent.
0: Who's ever been around a person like that that <clears throat> thought, okay, hands
1: are flying on this one. I now know how to get hands up for people who are falling asleep. Just, yeah. So let me just add yeah. one more thing on this. Uh, is uh, there's a, a really interesting concept that uh, was developed by uh, John Tooby and Lita Cosman, these two evolutionary psychologists at UC Santa Barbara, uh, and uh, it's called uh, welfare trade-off ratio. And basically, what that means is how much does this person value you? relative to how much they value themselves. And so high narcissists have what I call a selfishly skewed welfare trade-off ratio. That is, they don't, if we're in a friendship, high narcissists, they don't don't value your welfare nearly as much as their own. So if you're moving
0: and you say, can you come over Saturday morning and help me move? They were like, ah, I don't know. But when they ask you and you don't answer, who here has ever been with somebody that's not fair? That—that's the core of it. I have the bet. Listen to this story, true story. Told this before. Being really good looking, I find when I test people who are really good looking. I'm not saying I'm good looking. I'm saying when I test people who are good looking, that didn't sound right. Uh, I'm not really good looking. But um, when I test people who are really good looking, they—I find more narcissism and. So there was a girl that once lived with me in Los Angeles here. I used to live on Sunset Boulevard. And she's probably one of the prettiest girls, I don't know, in the world. But by people's rea- – it was actually a nightmare to be with her. If you went to a club, it was like dudes would follow you home, pro basketball. It was a nightmare. She's Brazilian, really pretty. So Dr. Fresco, my business partner, knew her. One time we were going to a big party. He had bought a new camera like a $10,000 camera, and I had a pool similar to this. We're walking in, and she was just being funny, and she pushed him into the pool with a suit on on the way to a party. And he held it up, and he played along nicely. He was like, ha, 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 you got me, right? And he went up and changed, and we went to the party. The next day, she was sunbathing, like in a bikini, uh, on a chair, just we're not going anywhere on the pool. He runs up behind her flips the chair, and she falls in the pool. And she flipped out like you've never seen a human flip out. She did not talk to him for two years. And I said to her, I said, wait, you pushed him in with the suit. He didn't get mad. You thought it was funny. He pushed you in a bikini. And she, here's the thing. You ever been with somebody, they can't see your side of the story? She couldn't. It was like she was like, yeah, but I, but, but I just done my hair. And he was like, "But he was wearing a suit." And she's like, "Yeah, but but my I didn't want to go in the pool. It was, and I actually read I read an article that narcissists have less gray matter in certain parts of their brain. There's something wrong. She couldn't. It was like uh, I finally just gave up talking to her. Yeah, she didn't talk to him for two years. So if you're dealing with somebody that you present an obvious thing like, hey. Like, I did all the work in the business, so I think I should have 50%. You'll get some business partners. No, it's my idea, so I get 90%. you are like, but I did all the work. You do the idea. I do the work. Huh, see it? No,
1: 90 Right, and they're, just, they're more likely to do that than average, but, I mean, this occurs. There, there is a uh, self-serving bias in causal attributions for work done. And this reminds me there's there was a study done. It was done at Stanford. Where they would have, like, let's say you have three co authors on a paper, and you ask people, uh, what percentage uh, were you responsible for? And you add up the numbers, they add up to 240%. Um, <laughs> so, so one person, 90%, yeah, yeah, and, and, and they explained it by, well, you know, uh, I see the work that I do. I remember all the hours that I sit up late, whereas I'm not, I don't see the work that you do, yes. you know? And so they attribute it as a kind of, um, you know, an availability heuristic kind yes. of explanation. But I think there's more to it than that. But what they didn't do is, is have narcissism as a variable in their study. Yes. Because I'll bet you the, the narcissist would be ratcheting up those numbers. The
0: reason I'm having this talk is some <clears throat> of you are going to figure out how to make a million dollars and somebody's going to take it from you. I already had one of my students who made netted—I don't know—he he had an—he went from zero in his bank account to netting three or four hundred thousand bucks in the last twelve months, and he invested in just people that were ripping him off. Somebody's like, "Dude, you should do this business idea," and he's like, "I wired the money," and I I I talked to him the day after. I'm like, "Wait, you wired the money because you can't get a wire back very easily," and I'm like, "You just lost your money." So I realized that. I've been working on building programs to help people increase their income, and it's working. People are increasing their income, and then I'm forgetting to share this side of the story, which is the people thing. All your problems in life will come from people. Getting cancer is a nightmare. I've never had that, so I don't want to underplay that. But if you look at the pain people feel in the world, not everybody gets cancer, but almost everybody gets screwed over. And so what I was saying to you, Armand, if you can, I use this quiz and you can almost drop it by 90% how often you're getting screwed over. In dating, marriage, I had someone here at a conference and I did this, boy, some of the people that people are married to, I am like, they're, I can, eat, what's that, what's um, Zach, what's that Mr. T thing where he's boxing and he goes, can you predict what's going to happen in the fight tomorrow? I think it's Rocky. And he goes, I predict pain.
1: That's what I wanted to say. To this. this
0: person's like, here's yeah. my spouse's dark triad. I'm like, I predict pain for your life for a long time. So you practical tip. Here's a practical tip for you. If you have a business partner, send them to tylopez.com quiz. Let's try a little experiment. Right now, everybody text somebody they know. I'm going to give you the exact words that will make them write you back. So we'll do it together. It can be a business partner. It can be a spouse, boyfriend, girlfriend. And I'm going to take some of these, and I'm going to show you what I'm talking about. Okay, so text them this. Hey, what do you get on this quiz I took? Now, hopefully you took it. If you haven't, you'll take it. Hey, what do you get on this quiz I took? Period. Write this. I've perfected the message that actually gets 99% of people to write you back. Okay. Everybody got that? Hey, what do you get on this quiz I took? Don't say test. No one wants to take a test, but quiz is like, oh, ah, right, quiz are fun. What if your wife also got psychology? You need her to take it because people who have psychology <laughs> degrees <laughs> oftentimes are the kookiest of all. <laughs> okay. Period. The second <laughs> sentence is screenshot it. Ha ha. That way they know to send it. Some people will take it and forget to send it to you. By putting ha-ha, it makes it feel like you're not grilling them. So, second sentence, screenshot it, ha-ha. Period. And then third, tylopez.com slash quiz. Now, I warn you, anybody who won't take it or writes back super suspicious, you don't even need them to take it. They failed. Because, And I want to talk about this next because this is super important. Everybody have that? We're going to talk about the next subject, don't Somebody, uh, people love to take personality quizzes. It's not that hard. Guys, before you go on an, any Tinder date. So, and women, send this to people. If they won't take it, if they write back, I ain't taking this, yeah, it, you'll know. But most people will take it, 80%. So wh- who, who sent off that text? Because I want to have a few funny ones. Okay, let's talk about a trait in Hexaco. This is a different quiz called agreeableness which breaks down into four factors. And when you're looking for employee, who here thinks they need an assistant, need to hire people, or business partners? You want to understand this trait. It's not the only trait. There's also one called conscientiousness, but I want to talk first on agreeableness. So it breaks down in Hexaco in four sub-factors. So it is flexibility, patience, gentleness, and forgiveness. And I prime, so me and, where is Alex Merritt? Alex? He's right here. So Alex and I hire slightly different. If you go up to San Francisco where our office is for uh, MentorBox that we own together, he hires primarily for brains and aggression, okay? And sometimes when you meet our employees up at MentorBox, you will know what I'm talking about right away. It'll be like, how are you doing? (laughs) Why are you here at our office? I hire primarily for this trait, agreeableness. So if you meet most of the people who work for me, people will comment, wow, you have nice people working for you. Now, Alex is convinced you make more money hiring aggressive, mean, not mean, but aggressive, smart people. I still hire smart people, um, but I'd rather have a good life than try to eke and pull out the maximum amount of money in my life. I'm telling you, going for the maximum amount of your money in your life, in my experience, will decrease the quality of your life. And what good is money if you don't like life, Right? So let's talk about agreeableness. Let's go through these factors and how important when you're hiring and when you're looking for a business par- partner. And by the way, when you send the quiz off and say, would you take this? And they say no. What does it automatically tell you about their agreeableness? Low on flexibility. Low. There's another trait called openness to new experience which is a predictor of intelligence. So people won't take... If you send somebody a quiz, my first reaction is, hell yeah, I want to check it out, right? But a lot... Of, so, all, I, I did a tweet on this. Let people be who they are. Let them speak to you. When you meet people, if you go on a Tinder date, observe everything. If you're in a business, if they come and they're grumpy, I had a situation where a guy wanted me to invest in his business. I met the guy and he was in a bad mood um, because he wanted to talk to me for like two hours, which I never agreed to. And I only wanted to talk for like five minutes. He wanted, He thought I was looking for the pitch. Oh, Ty, here's the business. I was watching him as a human, not judging him either, letting him speak to me in not-so-subtle language without saying words. Nobody's going to go, hey, I'm an impatient jerk. That's not agreeable. Nobody's going to say that, but they'll show it to you. And last little example of this. One of my Mm. uh, employees, a long time ago, he moved from North Carolina. He was married for 20 years. They got divorced, friendly divorce. moves to uh, to California. He tells me, Ty, I... I want to find love again. He had been separated for about a year. I said, go on Match.com. He's about 40 years old. So he went on Match.com. Next week, he comes. I'm at the office talking to him. I said, how's it going? He goes, horrible. I go, why? He goes, I met the girl of my dreams on Match.com, and I ruined it. I said, tell me this story. He said, she was everything I wanted. She was smart. She was a doctor. She was around my age. She was attractive, all this. So I set up a date with her. Santa Monica Promenade if you guys know where that is it's like an open mall area and we met at Starbucks so I go to the Starbucks I'm sitting there we met at 5 it was 5.05 she's not there 5.10 finally I get a text an angry text where are you? I'm waiting at the Starbucks he goes I'm at the Starbucks turns out we live in a world where there's two Starbucks within you know 500 yards of each other he's at one she's at the other so he comes across the mall running, do worry. That's where he made the mistake. I would have been like, anyway, he runs across the Starbucks, sits down with her, and she's in a bad mood the whole time, and she goes, I don't think you know who I am. I'm a doctor. I like people who respect my time, da-da-da. And he goes, I ruined it. I said, ruined it? She revealed who she was. Would you rather... Everything goes smooth on the first date, and you find that out after you're married or in a long-term relationship. Let people be a holes quickly as possible. And so, believe it or not, the next girl he met after that was a nicer person, and they are married now. It took him two dates. Had he spent time wasting with this one woman, who wasn't a good match for him, low on agreeableness, he would have missed out on the girl of his dreams. Now they're—I think they're married now. So. What do you? What has science shown about this agreeableness trait?
1: Well, actually, I mean, if in any kind of interpersonal interaction, yeah, it's going to be a good quality. For a worker, I actually would pick high conscientiousness. Yes, I think that's actually empirically the best predictor of work performance. Yes. So someone who is responsible, dependable, goal-driven, likes to complete tasks. Yes. Organized, uh, I think. Yeah. Organized and ambitious. So responsible combined with that drive. Empirically, aside from intelligence, conscientiousness is the single best predictor of work performance. Yes. So, But agreeableness is the glue that holds it together, and conscientiousness
0: is the drive that pushes the business forward. And that's what I was saying. Alex, yeah. just as conscientiousness, which I think the four is... Yeah. Uh, is diligence, prudence, organization, and perfectionism is the hexaco Virgin version. It, yeah, and if you can get high Cs and high As, this is what'll change your life. Because I've been around, so some of the people yeah. I've tested hmm. score off the charts on C, and then their dark triad score is a disaster. Who here got a text back from their somebody? Did anybody get a text back with high numbers on any of the three over no, sixty? Senior. She's scared to take it. That's not as bad of a sign because, okay, Austin, what are the three numbers? You, know, you can just read them out. I don't want to embarrass anyone. This is one of my
3: programmers.
0: One of your programmers. Yeah.
3: 78, 97, 57.
0: Oh, <laughs> listen to
1: me. I, not, no, no, no. <laughs>
0: I'm going to read you this book, which you told me about. Everybody write down this book, practical tip, number, whatever we're on. In the next month, read this book. It's called The H Factor of Personality. It's by the person. He, he developed the Hexacrotas. Yeah. So let me read you my favorite part of the H Factor of Personality, and I'll give you the scientific answer. It's by a guy named Kibium Lee. Lee. H. Trust me. Read this book. It's insane. It defines basically every person you've ever met, and it lays out why they are like they are. So here is, listen to this. This is his advice to you. What should you do when you realize that somebody is probably very low in H? H, by the way, is bad dark triad score, low in H. First of all, don't get carried away. It's probably not a good idea to proclaim your diagnosis to others. When people text me, when I'm gonna meet somebody and I'm like, yo, what do you get on this dark triad? I don't call it dark triad, on this quiz. They send it back, I will write back, oh, interesting, or. Oh, let's meet up maybe another week. And then I put him in my phone, B-L-O-C-K, block in all capitals, and I never reply. So that's what he says. So don't don't tell this guy oh, no. you're a disaster. Okay, it's nef- definitely not a good idea to undertake any vigilante-style action against this. I don't know what he's saying. Do not shoot him. Okay. But the best advice is to sim- simply limit your interaction with people like this. Don't choose them as romantic partners. Don't choose them as business partners. Don't even choose them as tennis partners or a bread partner. Just stay away. So what you have to do, I had a guy, I had programmers, or half of them are kooky. I had this guy. I told you about this dude. He scored 100% on psycho. And he even told me, he's like, I'm totally psycho. And the first time I met him, I'm like, hey, we're going to go to a Laker game. You want to go? He's like, I don't like sports. I'm like, you don't like basketball? No. And he talked, he doesn't blink. He was like, no. And you ever met someone who doesn't blink, just stare? It was like weird. And then he finally goes at the end, I go, um, what do you like? He goes, I like fencing. I watch fencing. And I was, it was right there in my, I'll never forget. But I had him take this test. So he came to me one day and was like, you know what, Ty? I have bad, sad news. I'm like, oh no, he hacked my whole system. He's like, and he wants blackmail money. He goes, um, I got offered a, a job by someone, other company, and they're going to pay me a lot more. But I I like working for you, but I really need the money. Inside, I'm like, da-da, da-da-da, I'm so happy. I'm like, oh, no. Oh, okay, well, it's been great having you here. Because I didn't want to fire him. I was afraid to fire him. So your best thing was somehow... Send his resume to your competitor, whose company you want to destroy, (laughs) and be like, "I'm a headhunter, and this guy is amazing." No, I don't know about doing that, but
1: that would that would be a high mac. That would be be a high high mac million. So copy all my email lists, get rid of, get them away from him. Let me ask you, in your
0: heart of heart, gut of guts, intuition, is he completely normal? No. Okay. What before you heard any of this, what does he strike you as? So his words were freaking manipulative as hell. (laughs) Okay, what's your score? (laughs) (laughs) Who believes in the law of attraction, the secret book? One of the
3: the the
4: things that I like in that
0: book, it says as without, as within, so without. And even the H factor personality says people tend to attract people of same, similar H scores. So one of the best things Mm. we can all do instead of criticizing others is fix ourselves lower our narcissism machiavellianism and then you start bringing better people into your life but until then what, what 30 38 41 and a 5 so it's like 41 though on machiavellian is is high enough it's okay. high enough that it's it's too high in my experience 41s i start to i start noticing people are were you ever bullied
4: yeah a lot yeah. cuz i always put myself out on the stage it's crazy. and I have to ask.
0: No, I don't yeah. know if you've done, it's and like crazy. always, had
4: my own ideas. Always, I was an actor and everything in high school, and yep. everyone was like, "Oh God, you know what I mean? So yeah. it was just like I was sort of that. I yeah. So that you have status. to
0: basically think of it this way: Who here has ever dated someone, married someone, and when you first met him, you're like, "There's just something I loved about this person," and they turned out to be horrible later? Yep. That's you seeing yourself in them. You're like, hey, you know, there's something about you I like, my friend, and so. I really think the solution is sometimes you have to learn to go against your gut your gut is not always correct because our gut's been
1: traumatized growing up right and and some people who are high on things like Mac and uh, narcissism especially if they're intelligent they can be extremely charming yes uh, and so you wouldn't necessarily know right away yes uh, that uh, you know that the charm will fade away once they start to get their claws in you and manipulate you and get access to your bank account, everything like that. But uh, but they can be very charming. That's why wow. his, uh, su- success. There's the successful psychopath. Yeah. Um, Adolf
0: Hitler, <clears throat> charmed a nation. Stalin, Putin. These guys are char- Maybe not Putin as much, but you know they're charismatic people. Mao Zedong. Have you ever read the biography of Mao Zedong? I haven't. No. Mao Zedong <clears throat> killed more people. Hitler killed four to six million. Mao Zedong killed 50 to 100 million of his own people. And it, he is the most, if you read his biography, I've never read more narcissism into, the, it's insane, but he was charismatic and people followed him to death. So let me, anybody else have, let's do a few more before we wrap up here. Any other, okay. Yes, um, High numbers of somebody close to you? No, my assistant just, it's 917-1. 917 yeah. one Angelica. That's a good sign. So I would say they passed test number one.
1: Is she? Is she, uh, is she or he? It's a she. Yeah, because uh, you might mention that women tend to score lower, on, especially on psychopathy. Yes. There's huge sex difference on that one.
0: Men are L- almost all of the psychopaths. No. Almost never. No. I've never. I, I, I tell this story. Mm-hmm. The only person I've ever seen female, I was on a basketball court, a friend of a friend. She got 95, and I was like, haha, you killed somebody," and. An hour later, she, she said I'm the first person she ever admitted. She killed somebody. She was, she's from Chicago. Someone bullied her growing up, and she hit her behind the head with a pipe and killed her. And she's like, you know, you're the first person to ever know that about me. I'm like, mm-hmm. she's in my mm-hmm. phone right now. Guess what's in front of her name? Block. <laughs> like, <laughs> even though, now let me just say, sometimes people say, isn't this cruel, Ty? Like, shouldn't we help the people mm-hmm. who are in need? Yeah, but I'm not a psychiatrist. So if I meet somebody who has heart problems... You should, yes, they need to get help, but it's not, I'm not gonna go, well, oh, got my Swiss Army knife, let me just chunk into you and cut. So don't try to fix people unless you've spent your life studying how to fix them.
1: Well, well, even then, with high, uh, high psychopathy scores, they're impermeable to being fixed. Yes. Um, I mean, they, they lack, uh, one of the hallmarks is a lack of the empathy. Yes. And you can't fix that. It's a a brain setting that's basically on zero on empathy. And so you can't—they can game the system. So when they get caught doing criminal actions, they can fool the psychiatrist. Uh, But um, you can't fix them. Yes. Women,
0: this is for you. It's (laughs) men who are psychopaths. Ever dated a guy who has no emotions or emotionally very unavailable? Now— this score that you got is a good sign. The best girl I ever dated in my life. the nicest human she got three zero zero. you ever meet a girl or with three zero zero guys? You and she's pretty and she's smart. you have a good one. Okay, who else has a crazy score that they got back texted back to them that they're willing to share? I see hands. Okay yeah you know How are they related to you? Romantic or, or business. Oh, that was mine. Uh, oh, that was yours? <laughs> yeah. 48, what was it? 26.6. That's not horrific. By the way, let's talk about practical tip. Write this down. Entrepreneurs, unfortunately, are generally horrible people. Seriously, of all the people that I test, by far the worst are strippers. I have no idea why. Um, I've, I've, there's a lot of strippers in Los Angeles that I don't even know they're strippers, and they tell me later. I've only seen one stripper ever get a normal score out of, let's say, 100. They get the worst. So by occupations, the worst I've ever seen. Actors and actresses, kukuluku, um <laughs> high probability, models, male or female. Uh, but entrepreneurs, man. Oh, write this practical tip down. I've never even told you this. Who here has ever texted someone? They text you back. You're busy, and you don't write them, and they send you three question marks. Okay, I promise you, they are horrible on Dark Triad. That is literally when people insist, like, "Why right, aren't you right. answering that's me?" That's that
1: sense of entitlement. That's
0: narcissism. I'm telling yeah. you, switch them to block because I've tested thousand people that send a question mark. They all, to, not once, do they score normal. So what you got to do? Listen to me. You to make money. You have to master skills that most people don't have. So you can make, been, who here has been learning some stuff about e-commerce, Facebook, ads, all that? That's good. You must have that. But that's not going to differentiate you because how many people are using Facebook ads in the world right now? So I call that a minimum required skill. So if you don't have it, you're not going to make any money. But that alone won't be enough. It's kind of like if you're competing like Arnold Schwarzenegger for Mr. Olympia. Going to the gym and working out is a must. But just because you go to the gym doesn't automatically make you Mr. Olympia. You have to do above and beyond things. Does that make sense? So what I'm talking, because sometimes when I have this talk, people are like, what does this have to do with business? I'm like, this is business. Because at the end of the day, some people think I'm good at marketing, right? That's probably the number. When I meet entrepreneurs, even if they don't like me, they'll be like, all right, I don't like you because you flash cars but you are good at marketing. So why do you think I'm good at marketing? What is marketing? People, people. People. I know how to make a video or an ad. Even when I made the, the video here in my garage, I knew what I was doing. See, it looks like it's just me randomly going, you know, hey, I'm here in my garage, but it touches on about 25 psychological strategies all in one four minute video. And it's probably been viewed by at least 200 million people. It's probably the most viewed non music video. I did a few variations. Those probably had six to 800 million impressions. People watched them at some point and watched them for a while, didn't just skip them. So it's important that you master everything. That's why I said you got to read this book, all of these. If you become in love with understanding people and you realize that people fall into patterns, You don't want to pigeonhole. I will say this. How we judge people is usually wrong. So who here has ever judged somebody and turned out to be wrong about them? So there's some things. A lot of tattoos is highly correlated with psychological problems. But oftentimes, I've seen people with tattoos that are more normal than people without them. So if somebody has a face tattoo, trust me, it's an increased odds that they have mental problems. But it's not a guarantee. Okay, so you can't what I look for. You're like Sherlock Holmes. If I meet somebody has a face tattoo, my gut is, okay. I need to watch this person a little more than normal, but they might just be just as normal. They might have got that at a time in their life. There might be from Samoa where people get face tattoos and it's completely normal. You see what I'm saying? So the way that we judge people, I find to be very inaccurate and the things that are very predictive, like three question marks no one talks about. it. Who here has ever heard anybody in the, I promise you test everyone who sent you two commas I mean question marks when you didn't reply back to them. They are not almost always bad people. What did you <laughs> You said somebody just sent you three question marks? <laughs> what did you send them? The quiz? I an angry picture of
2: them at the gym and they said quiz three question marks. And I
0: said take it. Said, wait, wait, take wait, give her we need a mic here. Hold on. You got to repeat this. This is interesting. <laughs> Because, by the way, some of you doing high-end products, you're going to have to decide. I have people who want to invest in my business. I'll tell you the story about that where this... Okay, tell so, your... Story.
2: So this is my business partner. Um, oh, no. I said... Hey. This is your business partner?
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> I, said, <laughs> I said, hey, you know, what you asked me to tell him. Put a little
0: closer through your mouth. Um,
2: yes. Hey, would you take the quiz that I took? And then I put your link.
5: Yeah. He
2: sent me back an angry... Um, Jim picture. No, no, no. A picture of himself. Okay. With um, his muscles. And he said, quiz, three question marks. And I said, take it. He said, take it. What? With three question marks. Again.
0: Agreeableness. Probably very. So let me just ask you. I don't want to judge anybody because I never met this person. Okay. I asked Austin the same question. Your heart of heart, gut of guts. What's this person like?
2: No emotion. (laughs) Doesn't really just kind of.
0: Nicest person you ever met?
2: nice, yeah. Uh, a lot Wait, of sarcasm. Wait, nicest person
0: you ever met? Nicest you said person, no emotion.
2: No emotion. But I they're mean, the
0: nicest person no, you ever met? No, no, no. <laughs> Who
2: I've, have you been meeting?
0: I gotta <laughs> meet some people.
2: Um, Why no, not a, the nicest person I met, but nice. I you mean, trust
0: them in your gut of guts? No. How long have you been business partners? 12 years. Why after 12 years do you not trust them?
2: I, I didn't trust them even 10 years ago. It's just that it's hard to explain.
0: <laughs> Does it affect your happiness and business? Absolutely. Better to be alone than with a horrible person. I can tell you that. So you, I, my advice to you, without wanting to get overly in your situation, build a system and a plan to slowly get out. Seriously. Let me ask you this. Very important. Thank you for being candid. How often do people change?
1: Oh, uh, rarely. <laughs>
0: yeah. Can people change? yeah, Yes, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So change is possible, um, but I think it's more of the tweaking variety than of the core characteristics. So studies of personality characteristics show high levels of stability over time. Uh, some things get a little better with age, so people get a little bit less uh, neurotic with yep. age. They get a little bit more responsible, a little more conscientious. But in terms of fundamental characteristics... You can tweak them a bit, but the core characteristics are not going to change. Yeah. And with someone, I I don't know if you implied this with uh, said feels no emotions. Does that imply also that they don't have much empathy? Perhaps. Get the mic there. You're not sure?
2: Perhaps. um,
1: It's been
0: 12 years. I'd be concerned if you don't know this about them. No,
2: no, no, I do. I do. Um... It's okay if you don't want to
0: say. If you just say, I'm not comfortable saying, that's okay.
2: Yeah, okay. I'll just stick with that. Well, we'll, <laughs> we'll,
0: we'll, we'll <laughs> we can oh, read between you. the lines. Right, yeah, right, you, right, No one right. here has to say anything you're not comfortable with. Right. Um, questions on this? James. I just had another, to Little mic. Okay.
4: So my my partner got a 62, 17, 1.
0: Okay. Gut impression. 62 was Seven, out of yes. 100 62, on narcissism, 62. No, no,
4: I don't know if it's... Uh, I need my glasses. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's at yeah. the top of six, Yeah, sixty-two Narts. No, seventeen Mac. One. And this is a business partner. Yeah. So, in your business arrangements, have they ever felt like they deserved a larger share of the pie than they did?
4: No, but they don't. Well, I'm in the music business. Um, I have a recording studio. Oh. And um, he usually trusts his opinion on creative matters a lot more than mine. And I try to tell him from an engineering person, i the engineer. I try to say, look, that doesn't work sonically.
0: Here, there's you know? another, okay. Let me give you a little side note here. We, we don't have to keep going on this if we want to talk about some other things. But Google narcissism inventory test and send him that now. I'm going to show you. So what happens is there's subtests for each of these. You send them the dark triad, which gives three scores. If they score questionable in any of them and you want to do this as like a PhD level, Then, since he only got high in one, send him Google the narcissism inventory quiz and send him that now. And then I'll respond. There's five sub-factors in narcissism, and it matters which ones he gets. There's authority, superiority, um, self-sufficiency, exploitativeness, exhibitionism, and vanity. Sorry, six. So if he gets, if I meet a girl, let's say I'm thinking of dating a girl, and she has high narcissism. I'll then give her this subtest. If her only thing is high vanity, I find that not to be that bad. It just means she likes to look in the mirror all the time. And if you put the Snapchat camera over to her, she's like, "Ah," like that. It's not a nightmare, okay? If they score high. So I would guess why I'm interested in you sending that. He probably scores high in authority superiority. So he sees himself as superior to you. So he's a little unfair in his dealings because he's like, "Well, I'm the master artist, kind of thing. You're just an engineer." Subconsciously, that's my gut feeling. So there's sub tests you can. There's also a sub Machiavellian test you can do called the Mach Four. I think that's what it's called, the Mach Mach Four. All right. Any questions on this in general? Yes. But let me. We've got to be really good with the mics. We need two. We need two mic runners, not one. Narcissism Inventory Quiz. The first one that comes up, it's on Open Psychometrics. It's a free quiz. Yes. So what number raises the eyebrows? It would? Can you see 50? Is it above 50 or under 50? Who's the one who just said 60? 60? You have a business partner that's like, ah! I would be like, ah! Yeah. He's... How long have you been business partners? Three years. Three years. Well,
4: it's more like that
0: joint venture. I would say he's probably not an absolute nightmare but he needs to take the narcissism in 62 is where i start to because one thing i don't know if you've done any studies on narcissism is correlated with intelligence and creativity smarter people tend to get higher on narcissism so that's why you got to know what kind of narcissism because if it's exploitative narcissism or entitlement is the big like you said oh my god the entitlement one is a nightmare so I my so the answer is once it starts hitting, all right, write this down. Here's the rule of thumb. 60 or above is nightmare. begins the nightmare. The nightmare begins on any of them being 60. If it's a woman who gets high on the last number, psychotic, okay, if a woman gets over 20, it you should freak out because women barely ever get even a one on it. For men on psychotic, I would say men tend to be more psychotic, and some of it's okay. 80% of Navy SEALs are clinical psychopaths, I read. So the rule of thumb is 60 is a real problem on any of them. Women on psych- psychotic, the third number, 20 or higher. But write this down. If two numbers are high, that's where you have to pretty much leave. So since, James, your business partner got a or the joint venture partner got us only a high on the first one. It's possibly a pass. You're not going to have the greatest experience probably, but it shouldn't be nightmare like you're a programmer. This yeah. is he's got tie on all three. This is warning signs. Yeah. I will murder you. I will murder you. I I might murder you. Figuratively or literally. So six, well, 60 yeah. in the Machiavelli, the uh, I start to notice problem I go by what's noticeable. I notice it in the 40s, and I have a heart attack starting in the 60s. And God help you, if they get above 80, they are going to, exp- they are a nightmare. They are a nightmare. They are a nightmare. And you will notice it, and you've been lying to yourself.
4: No,
3: I've noticed it. It's just like you caught because he has a go-getter mindset. And yes. It,
0: he, thank you.
4: He's based in ambition, and that's why originally I was like, okay, cool. But then he sort of puts himself in the position that he can sort of control the yes. C panel and module and everything. And yes. I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah.
0: You give him that cPanel access, that means he has access of his database, yeah. his website, and all that. I just
4: took my other coder to switch everything. So, you know, yeah, just, just, just don't let him
0: know. Don't do it too fast. <laughs> Slowly. Yeah, just be like, you know, because ah, if he gets wind today, he's going to put a Trojan horse in the software. Then he'll steal everything. Other questions? Yes, Armand, 12 years old. You lucky person getting this information. Uh,
6: I kind of have like a crazy story. So I think this is last year when I was in sixth grade. So I was walking to Dunkin' Donuts with all my friends. And I think one of my friends was like in a fight with his girlfriend or something.
5: He's
0: 12? He has a girlfriend already? And he's already fighting?
6: Yeah, listen, listen. I'm worried about the friend, Armand. So then I think one of my other friends was like, it's okay. Don't worry about it. And then I think right after that, he went and he tackled him. And they started, like, fighting and whatever, like, real fighting. And then, so me and my friends, we were like, all right, let's not be, like, just completely leaving, but slowly, slowly, let's stop slowly hanging out Slowly, so he doesn't
0: beat you up. <laughs> yeah,
6: no, no, no. it wasn't, he was just a small kid anyway. So, like, so basically we stopped hanging out with him. So then, like, two months later, I think, I think I got the message, like, I changed, can you please hang out? And I'm like, so can, can, can you please hang, can we? Can you hang out with us? So basically, I'm like, all right, I'm not going to be mean. Let's invite him over. I think he, like, I think he held it for, like, one more month of being fake and nice, and then he just went off again, and we just don't hang out
0: with him anymore. <laughs> like you said, Dr. Butt, it's yeah, hard to change. Changes.
6: nobody changes. It, People like, do change, change, but it's hard.
0: Now, how, if he's 12, I think personality doesn't fully form right, all the way right. until you're old. You gotta give, You might want to give him a teeny more break since he's only 12. Yeah. If he was 40,
1: <laughs> he don't change. Yeah, old dogs uh, don't would change. say we'll, after 25 Yes. much.
0: Good. Good point. Questions? They'll just. You can just pick anyone. Just grab the mic. They'll, the mic runners will pick. Yes. I'm looking for a business partner. Yes. What score should I be looking for? What should be? What do you think in general? I'll answer that after you answer. What well, do you think you should look for in a business partner?
1: Well, uh, you should answer that. I could. <laughs> I could tell you if you're looking for a long-term mate.
0: Yeah, they do, you do that. long-term <laughs> mate. You do the business. partner. Okay, you do long-term we, mate. Yeah, yeah. Dating,
1: marriage. Yeah, well, long-term mate, um, you know, I don't want to give hard numbers, but um, yeah, 50 or above anything is going to be really problematic. Um,
0: You told me neuroticism is the biggest thing to look for.
1: Neuroticism is also, yeah, that's not on the dark triad. It's a big five. Um, uh, It's a big five characteristic. But yeah, if you want to be in for a disastrous mateship, pick someone who's high on neuroticism.
0: Can you explain what that is, the baseline? This is really interesting. Watch this. This is going to explain what neuroticism is, which is somewhat related to the agreeableness and emotionality. Okay.
1: Right. Well, so one of the hallmarks of neuroticism is uh, high levels of anxiety, but um, more important, they can't handle stress. So uh, we all experience stresses and strains in everyday life, and it's how we deal with them. High uh, neuroticism people, they get bent out of shape, and there's a long latency before they return to baseline. Yes, uh, And so that's what the part, whereas more emotionally stable people, yeah, they, they get bent out of shape, but then they snap back and get back to stable uh, very quickly. Yes. But um, you're, uh, and I've done longitudinal studies of married couples where I've looked at all these personality characteristics and what sorts of things they predict, uh, and narcissism, I'm sorry, neuroticism is one of the worst things that you can have. Also, low agreeableness yes. is, is a disastrous thing in a long-term mate as well, uh, because they will... Uh, higher probability of infidelity, uh, higher probability of uh, verbal abuse, uh, physical abuse. And actually those two are correlated. So if if you're in a relationship and your partner starts verbally abusing you, that's bad news because that's also also a predictor that physical abuse might be down the line. That's
0: in The Murderer Next Door. You talk a lot about that. Yeah. Your book. Yeah. So basically what he said is this important. Who here has ever been around somebody when they get mad, it takes them a long time to come back to normal. When they get freaked out, when they get stressed, when people type to you, oh, my God. And you're like, what? And you're like, a butterfly just fly. You're like, what? That's not the greatest example. But you get what I'm saying. High levels of being dramatic and then staying dramatic. You want people, I always say, what you really want in life, business partner, is people who strike you as most things normal. No, when back in like 2006, I wrote a textbook for another company, I mean a Employee manual. And this is the beginning of the 67 steps. Who here has ever taken the 67 steps, okay? There is something, do you guys remember the where I talked about the 20% weird factor? Okay, what you want is people who are 80% normal and 20% weird. So when me and John Dewar, we'd be hiring people, we'd be like, ugh, this person's like 40% weird. So if they have a face tattoo, okay, That's their 20% weird. As long as everything else is normal, this is my rule of thumb. I'll be like, you can work for me. I don't care if you have a face tattoo. But if you have a face tattoo and when you came in for the job interview, you were screaming at somebody on the phone, you know, I'm a murderer. Dan is like, whoop. you get a 70% weirdo factor. So everybody in this, everybody here, if you really want to train yourself, I think the best thing to do is try to revert to the mean. Now, some people say, "Why would you want to be average?" Well, there's a misunderstanding of what I mean. You don't want an average life, okay? But you want the average. What is the definition, scientifically, of the most beautiful person in the world related to the mean?
1: Well, okay, that's that. You're talking about the the uh, photographic averaging yes. uh, studies, yeah. So, some of you, I'm sure, many of you, are familiar with this. Uh, where you take uh, computer images of faces and if you superimpose so 4, 8, 16, 32, uh, what comes out is the statistical average of the face, and the average faces are judged to be more attractive yes. than any individual component that went into the average.
0: So the average, when it comes to beauty, when you see, who's the most beautiful woman in the world or man right now? Just throw out a name. Celebrity can't say your wife or husband. We don't know who they are. <laughs> Charlie's Theron. I met her. Charlie's Theron. I would love to do her Dark Triad score. Oh man, she's a little bit like a sailor. You should hear her talk. <laughs> she what? She killed her father. In she killed her father? She had
2: to kill her father.
0: This is. She had to kill her father. Uh huh. Okay, I'm not going to comment on Charlie's Theron in case she hears this. I may no longer be here for the next seminar. Um, okay, Charlie's Theron, beautiful. Who else? What's a, what's a man that's good looking? That Girls like Ryan Gosling, something like that. Basically, mathematically, their face is like the average of if they made different, what'd you say, 32 different versions of his face. The one that we find the most attractive is that. So basically, if you have super crazy characteristics, people find you less physically attractive. OK, now we can argue this all day because this brings up a whole nother conversation. But what makes somebody beautifully emotionally is a balanced person. And that's what I mean by average. So you don't want this is what Aristotle, I think it was Aristotle or Plato said. He said to be angry as is easy, but to be angry at the right time, at the right person, for the right reason, for the right duration, with the right intensity, that's difficult. And his answer was the mean. He said the perfect life is the balanced. So who here has ever been too nice and you've been pushed over and your life suffered? Okay, who here has ever had too much of a temper and gotten too mad and ever suffered because of it? So what everybody here should be is be masters of when to be angry and when to be chill and not too much. That's what I'm saying. Your business partner, this guy, it's okay to sometimes be distrusting and to be sneaky, to even be psychotic at sometimes. The guys, I, I posted a video with the guys who killed Osama bin Laden, these Navy SEAL guys. They get dropped in to Pakistan, I think it was, and a helicopter. The helicopter crashes. They go in the house. They got, they got these, you know, I forget what machine gun they carry. But boy, people jumped out in front of them. They didn't care if it was man, woman, or child. Tapped a bullet right between their eyes. Pop, 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 pop. Osama bin Laden. Pop. No remorse. That's when being a psycho is good. But if you take that and you extrapolate that into somebody raising kids with no emotion, you get problems. So everybody here, the answer to your question, in my opinion, business partner, you want somebody who, on most traits, is normal. So if you they text you and you don't text them back. What's a normal reaction? If after a day and it's important, they call you, yo, I need that answer. If seven minutes later, they're like, tapity tap, 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 question mark. That's not normal. You want some, if somebody comes in and you're a a business partner and you're like, hey, look, this is like me and Alex. Alex is very normal. That's what I like about him, Alex Mayer. I'm like, Alex, here's the basic deal. I'll give the idea for the business mentor box. I'll launch it. I'll get the initial set of customers by marketing it to my Snapchat, Instagram, and email list. We got it to a million dollar business in 48 hours from me doing that. And I said, and you do the work on a day-to-day basis and we'll split it 50-50. Now, maybe that was a little bit exploitative on my side, but I don't think so because I've spent about $40 million of my own money building my personal brand. So if I'm gonna use that personal brand, it brings a lot of value to the company. It got MentorBox launched. And I, as the business gets bigger, I'm adding more and more of my time into it. But for Alex, he was like, okay. It's kind of a normal reaction. He wasn't like, "Uh, okay. But I've been in relate. You argue with people. It's like, okay, well, let's write down on a piece of paper everything. Okay. Email list. You must contribute 45 minutes per week. I've had business partnership where that. People start spelling out the minutes. I'm like, you know what? That's like marrying somebody that's like, okay. I'm going to have the job. You raise the kids. Now, there's going to be a small contract. Dishes. Seven (laughs) out of 28 days will be done by you. All right. But no more than one hour of – I mean, you'd be like, what is wrong with you? So I – look normal people, man. Trust me. Get normal people. There's very intelligent, normal people. The most powerful people that I've met, believe it or not, are the most normal. The worst entrepreneurs I meet are – These people with that, well, let me not say worst because we all have horrible parts of our personality, me included. The people I wouldn't want to be business partners with, they make the least money. When I meet these amazing people, like let's say Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban was here for a long time when he was over here, and he was very normal. Mark Cuban's the least annoyed if I'm late, if I'm like, we're going to record a podcast. This is literally what Mark Cuban did. I wasn't really late, but I, we were going to record at like three. And he was chilling here. We're playing basketball. And then I had, something came up. I was on the phone. You know what he was doing? You see that little glass table in there? He had brought his laptop. He flipped it open and was like doing work. So I come in. I'm like, oh, sorry. I'm a little late. He's like, I don't care. I got work to do. A high narcissist person would be like, how dare you make me wear at, wait at Starbucks? I'm a very important person. See, he's just normal. It's a normal guy. Steve Ballmer, richest guy I've ever had dinner with, $32 billion man. He was normal. He was very, very normal. If you really want to know what Steve Ballmer's like in my experience, now, have you ever seen him rooting for a team? He's not always normal when he goes, ah, like that, but he, he, he was very normal. Then I meet entrepreneurs making, the worst entrepreneurs in the world are the ones making one hundred thousand to one million dollars. Let me let me actually read you something from yesterday. It's a guy that I forgot to change in block in my phone. Okay, here's an actual conversation. I did a a talk on cryptocurrency, and every once in a while, I'm a little bit Machiavellian. I decided to destroy this guy because he was pissing me off. So this is what he wrote me. It's just like what is wrong? so. This is a guy who wants to do business with me. I want to get your opinion. By the way, he made a WhatsApp group which calls it. He, he named it Billionaires Boys Club. He's not a billionaire, but he's putting it. Yes, this is a sign of narcissism. Okay, let me show you this dark triad. It's, anyway, this is his text to me. I just watched your Bitcoin video. Oh, God. Okay, this guy wants to do business with me. It's not an initial coin, because there's something called an ICO, initial coin offering. I was talking for six hours live yesterday, and I said internet coin offering. Trust me, I know what initial coin offering, I'm doing one. But he decided his way in to become my friend was to correct me. Oh, God, it's an initial coin offering, not internet coin offering. And Tether is like US dollar Tether. It's not a good investment. Think about about IPO and stock market, aka initial public offering. It's the same thing for crypto. Speaking of which, I want to go in on one with you if you're down. I said, dude, I know what it is. Try doing a live stream for five hours per day with 100,000 people watching with no mistakes. I said, I'm doing an ICO now with the top guys in the world. Number one guy, lawyer in the world is building my, is doing my ICO. He goes, well, I'm a big guy in it. I said, because the guys I'm doing it with may have made over $300 million with Bitcoin and crypto. So I go, so you made over 300 billion in crypto? He goes, no, a million. Holy fuck. Okay, now I really want to work with you, Ty. But he really, his first message to me was like, oh, God, I watched your video. Oh, that is not a good way to start a business. or You meet Steve Ballmer. You want him the best. Dude, I saw you rooting for your clip. Oh, I saw your Clippers, how well they're doing. Oh, God. God, you own a basketball team? If you want to talk to someone who knows basketball, I play junior high basketball. <laughs> I'll give you some instruction. There's a lot of entrepreneurs like that. I'm telling you, seven out of 10 entrepreneurs you're going to meet are going to be like that guy. And I actually feel bad. I, I'm not even angry. I'm just like, what is wrong with you that no, you have no common sense to know? That, see, I consider a normal reaction when you want to do business with somebody. You come in at least remotely nice, right? That's not, but he has a mental map. Where, how important is childhood in this? people is it all genetic is it all environment no
1: it's not all genetic it's uh, about 50 percent heritable these personality characteristics that's the standard all are about 50 percent heritable which means they're 50 percent environmental yes um but in terms of identifying the specific aspects of the environment that influence personality the field's not there yet yeah i mean it looks like they're you know uh there's an interesting anecdote uh There was these uh, two brothers uh, who were uh, identical twins. And their father was uh, a raging alcoholic uh, who who beat them. Uh, They grew up, and one was a total teetotaler, totally abstinent, responsible citizen of the world. The other turned into be an alcoholic, kept getting fired from jobs, and they interviewed these brothers, and each of them said, uh, they said, "How do you explain how you turned out?" And they both said, "It's obvious. Look at my father." Oh, so they one's reaction think, was the never yeah, drink, and the other's too. right. Exactly. So, so sometimes the same environmental influence can have opposite effects on people. Even with
0: identical twins, have ninety nine point nine nine percent the same genes, basically. Yeah. All right, a few more questions, then we're gonna wrap. I want to go to the next. I'm gonna go to another session on something. Else. Do, go go behind. We haven't gotten some of the people in the back. Oh, thank you.
3: <laughs> Hi, I wanted to ask, is there a difference in in personality or and a trait? Like, you say people don't change. I mean, like, I've had people who have met me when I, when I was in college. I was the first black person they ever met. And then we became friends. And, you know, be, and they told me some of the things that they did before. Uh, or someone who is an alcoholic who's now given that up. Is there a difference in personality as opposed to trait? I mean, I don't know if that's the same thing or... Am I using uh, the right terminology?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, well, so yeah, so I think most of what we've been talking about are, are global personality traits that have main effects on things. Um, people can change specific aspects of their lives, okay. and so uh, there's also maturity uh, issues. So s- silly stuff you do in college doesn't necessarily translate as you become a responsible adult. Or sometimes people, when they have kids, that's another thing. You know, so your kids, you can't be a narcissistic number one anymore. You have other people that have to come before you. So, uh, so of course, there can be uh, context-specific <clears throat> changes in behavior. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we were talking about in terms of relative stability are of these global underlying personality traits. Like like with psychopathy, you can't take someone who's a stone-cold psychopath who has zero empathy uh, and experience one of the hallmarks. They, they hook them up to things like... Uh, uh, psychophysiological responses. They put a stress in front of them. They say, we're going to give you an electric shock of like 100 volts. It's going to be very painful, but, but it's not going to cause permanent damage. Psychopaths, they get no reaction. Yeah. More, most people go, oh, you know. Yeah, some people, when gunshots
0: go off, they don't even sweat more. Average person, if a gunshot went off right here, we'd hit the floor. That's why psychopaths are good. A lot of this stuff that's going on with police... You know, there's a lot of questions on police brutality and all this stuff. Part of it is, who do you think is most attracted to being a police officer? The nicest person you ever met? Doesn't care about power? Doesn't have any psychopathic traits? So part of it is a systemic thing. If you invite 50 Navy SEALs to your party, house party with drinks, you might have a fight because the kind of people attracted to that. And what he's saying is that doesn't change. But for sure, people improve. Some people stop drinking and overcome their alcoholism. I, I want to be clear on this, and then I'm going to move on to marketing. The more I analyze personality types, the more I realize I also have am, uh, areas in my life that are messed up. I'm not saying this just to sound humble. I genuinely do. As I've gone deep into this analyzing, I'm like, holy crap. Like, I have very low agreeableness. Like, my, my gentleness score is a true nightmare. Um, it's like 15 out of 100. And those people who know me, Alex knows me, am I the most gentle guy when dealing with people? Sometimes I will just tell you. And I think sometimes that helps people. You know, just to, even this conversation is blunt with people. Like, hey, you got to cut some people out of your life. You'll go through your whole life with people bringing up religious things, love everyone. Well, you can love everybody. doesn't mean have to be your business partner. You can love them from a distance. You people in your family, you'll be like, you know, I'm going to see you every Thanksgiving. It's going to be amazing. We're going to play Yahtzee and Scrabble, and then I'll see you next Thanksgiving. Goodbye. That's my advice for a lot of people in your family, unless you're lucky with a great family. So don't take this and go out. I actually feel less judgmental with this test because I go, here, take this quiz and tell me about yourself. And then I read what they tell me. See, I think we have to move from judging people with our gut, like, oh, that person reminds me of that. Let them just tell you. Ask them. One of the questions on the quiz is, do you enjoy picking on losers? Some people are like, yes. (laughs) So is it judging to be like, you know what? That's a little weird that you highly agree with picking on losers. I think I'm going to keep my... I don't think that's judging. I think that's just controlling your social circle. And so... I want to transition this. Maybe you can stay here for a few minutes. Uh, Can you bring a board out here? I want to talk about marketing, growing your brand, social media. I wanted to have this talk first because it's going to help you understand you got to categorize your customers and how you market to them. And I'll show you what I mean with this.
1: Okay, so
0: so, while while we wait for the board, yes.
1: I was just going to say, I was going to leave you to the
0: stage for this. Uh, Everybody, give him a hand. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yes. Thank Thank you. you. I'll see you in a little bit. <laughs> right. Don't forget the books. Evolution of Desire for Your Dating. This one for understanding. This is a good one for marketing. Build status. I'm going to talk about who here. Let me, let me just do a quick poll because I believe in polls. Raise your hand if you want me to talk about how to brand yourself and your products, if that's really important to you. Okay? Number two, we have three options. Number, I'll say them all, then you can vote. Branding yourself growing your social media or how to build ads um, that target, you know, ideal customers. So number one, raise your hand, which is how to brand your business, branding. Okay. Number two is growing your social media. And number three is how to build, build ads, advertising. Okay, I'm going to cover, I'll cover in the, there two and three got about identical. So I'll cover all three of those things. So let's talk about first, let's just talk about building ad ads, advertising. You guys have been learning about Facebook ads. You've been learning um, about building, you know, doing e-commerce. You got to build the right kind of ads for people because the average person now, guess how many ads we see per day? 1,200? Somebody Google it for a second. How many ads do we see per day? Just Google that phrase. So the average person is seeing 5,000 a day. So you have your Facebook ad, let's say, or you make, this will also include paid ad. We're going to cover paid and just social media free stuff, like if you do a post, okay? So what do you have to do? Well, there's a problem. Your free ads and your paid ads, no matter how well you target, there's different personality types. You guys, we just talked for an hour, over an hour about personality types, You understand personality types, you make a lot more money. You raise more capital. All those things happen. Here's why. Let me pull up. Can we pull up something on here? Is there a laptop? Okay, let's pull this up. Let's watch Steve Jobs 1984 video. This is one of the most iconic ads. I think this is the video. Wait, let me see if this. Alright. So we're gonna analyze. I wanna analyze the psychology of this, but let me switch to more modern ads that I think are good. This is gonna blow your mind. I'm gonna show you the evolution of advertising. Hopefully this shows. This is a TV infomercial that I saw once that I was like, I gotta show somebody this. Now
5: the
0: a to that back to life, a oh, damn it. Okay. Well, that is, trust me, the world's greatest ad I've ever seen. It is, if you create an ad that is one tenth that good, you'll make a million bucks. I'm tell you that one tenth. If you make one as good as that, that's a hundred million dollar ad. It's probably made. I don't know. I would guess that ad and that product has done between three hundred and a billion dollars, three hundred million and a billion dollars. So first thing, I'm gonna give you a whole bunch of practical things, some of which we can do now, and some you gotta do. Can we? Hey Ben, are you here? Yeah, I'm here. Can we? We need to make a redirect to this commercial so that I can just give. So I'm gonna I'm gonna redirect. Just write this down. Tylopez.com/slash/perfect ad. Whoa. Slash perfect ad. I'll have it redirect to this video since I can't give you guys the link by the time you get home. Tylopez.com/slash/perfect ad. I want you to. So number one tip to being a great marketer. I learned this from my friend in New York City. He probably nets about $6 bucks a month online. He's the most secretive guy on planet Earth, I'm telling you. Although some people have met him now in my office um, when I'm in New York. This guy, has never spoken at a conference, except once in a while he'll go to a conference and tell everybody the wrong advice. And I was there once. I'm like, why do you do that? He goes, dude, I throw people off for years. I'll be like, here's my best converting landing page. And he'll put his worst converting one up, and people will copy it, and then they'll... Be like, it's not working. It must be a problem with me. But I know the inside scoop. Oh, good. You got this. And so tip number one, if you want to be good at marketing, go to tylopez.com slash, I'm not going to tell anybody else that right now, perfect ad. And we might redirect to the, Ben, see if we can find the full version of that. Alex, did you see this? This is the one I've been trying to show you. Did you see this perfect ad that I just showed? No. The skin cream. I think I showed it to you before. Number two, I want each of you to become a master of outlining things. So this is what my buddy does that makes more money than probably anybody you'll ever meet net. Every day, he finds an ad online that he finds that he could see if he was a consumer he'd probably buy from. He Takes out a yellow notepad and he writes out the outline. What did they do from, what is the element that they put in on second one to second 30 of that commercial? So let me go through it and show you how I would do it, okay? So let's, where is that laptop? Oh, okay, I'll, we can't show both of these at the same time. You remember the part where in that, the, the, anybody just, what well, was a memorable part of that video that stuck with you? Yes, Secret.
4: So like, like the main things that would
0: basically grab your attention
4: so that you know it okay. works. Oh, sorry. The word secret. So, oh, hi. So um, the words that were emphasized were like secret or like Cindy Crawford because she's like a well-known, you know, celebrity. celebrity. So they're emphasizing all the key things that people like to see. So okay. what I saw was like secret was, you know, big and skincare or rejuvenation. Like the main words were emphasized large so it of grabs your attention because it's obviously what you want to fix if you're going to buy the cream.
0: All right. So that's a sample. Who else? Yell one out. Magical. Remember, it, it doesn't have to be just words. Elements, words, phrases, images that caught your eye. Melon extract. By the way, it's just cantaloupes, which I, I love how they're like in a rare valley. And, no, it's in France. They're like a rare uh, valley in the, you know, the Cannes region of France. It's cantaloupes. You, if I have a garden out there, you plant cantaloupes. Okay, so... Third-party about testimonials. So let's just go through this. Pretend this is how we would write out on your notepad. If you become good at this, some of you come back in 10 years and write me a check for 10 times whatever you paid for this seminar, just from this thing. Nobody teaches this. I learned it from one guy that is kingpin. He is the best. People think I'm one of the better marketers in the world. This guy is at least five times better than me. He is so good. He just doesn't put his face on any of his businesses. He controls almost on some pages of Google when you search for certain products, you know how 10 results come up? He owns all 10 of the companies. This guy's a machine of money. He is a money machine. So what you do is you put Roman numeral one. Then I put in parentheses the time frame. So zero to 30 seconds. And I would put, what's the psychological element that they use there? And I'm just going to throw out music. I noticed. And then what I do in parentheses, I put which of the 25 cognitive biases they are. 25 cognitive biases are advanced psychology. They're, who here is in my persuasion level advanced accelerator? You guys who aren't, you should go in. Talk to the rep who got you here, concierge. This is called chemical bias. So what they what music does, music is the most powerful legal drug in the world, by far. You think marijuana... A lot of people are addicted to opioids or whatever. Everybody listens to music, 80% of people. And it exhibits literal chemical reactions in your brain. So the first thing they do is set you up with this music. One the greatest music, but number two, I can't remember exactly. So now you're going to do 31 to 60 seconds. I'm just going to pretend. They started showing celebrity. They're like, Cindy Crawford? No, 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 no. Okay, so we put the word celebrity element, and then which of the cognitive biases is that? That's not actually social proof, authority somewhat, but there's something called association bias, which basically means we associate, since women and men think Cindy Crawford's beautiful and she's in the commercial with the product, we associate without realizing maybe I'll look like her. You know, none of us are going to look like Cindy Crawford, but there's a reason you use, it's also, you could add in, there is authority too, because celebrities are perceived as authority. So they use two cognitive biases from second 31 to 60. Then, and like I said, I'm doing this out of order, I would actually have the video and I'd be replaying it, slow playing it, and it doesn't have to be every 30 seconds. You want to go wherever the theme changes. It might be seven seconds, whatever. Next, you would go here, let's say 61 to, I don't know, I'll change it, to 80 seconds, okay? And then one thing that I noticed, we'll just pick up that region of France or something. So they did the French region. What psychological aspect of people's personality does that appeal to? Scarcity, maybe. Rarity is not actually one of the 25 cognitive biases, but it's, it's on the right track. You're getting warmer. Desire. Desire. Exclusiveness. Exclusiveness. Yeah. You, so the actual bias I would put this in is curiosity combined with authority. Because the way they made it sound is like it's some magical region, like Jack's magic beans. But more important, it's curiosity. When the second you go, if they had said, developed in Los Angeles County, I mean, you're not curious. You know what you're familiar with, you're not curious with about, right? That's the def... Like, guys, women like... If you see Christian Grey in uh, Fifty Shades of Grey, which the first movie made $600 million and it's a truly horrible movie in terms of the acting and stuff, but women love it because... Christian Gray is like this guy. Like, does he like me? Does he not like me? Blah, blah, blah. Okay. Humans are affected massively by curiosity, intrigue, bias. Like you said, exclusivity makes us. But exclusivity is what triggers, I mean curiosity is triggered by exclusivity and authority too. Okay, what's another element in this? That just somebody remembered a scene in this video doctor great okay so we'll just put it in I like to by the way you can follow this exact formula I like I mean the format cuz I like this cuz I can refer back to it I like to put the seconds or the minutes so we had the the doctor that one's pretty easy what what would you say is the psychological bias there authority. that's pretty much straight authority cuz they built him up and there's also some social proof cuz do you remember how Cindy Crawford's like I don't even look anymore doctors. You know how when you just find the one and get married, you stop looking? That's how I am with this doctor, and since she's already authority, and then she's social proofing his authority, it's like a triple whammy on you. Okay, there was a scene I think I remember, which was actually a little earlier, but um, remember the scene where there's some people on the front that are just, I don't even know who they were, and they're like, Cindy Crawford is like the standard of beauty. She's so beautiful you remember that part it was like testimonials so it was just like testimonial section which is which one which cognitive bias should we put there social proof so there's two guys that some of you have seen um, that have taught at this seminar but they also teach in some of the who here's in the how to make money online e-commerce program okay so samir and juan you guys know who they are so Samir and Juan listened to me almost more than anybody who's ever come to a seminar and bought a course. They actually listened to me more than I even would listen to myself. And one of the things they did, they listened to this. And they outline out and they make sure every ad they do has as many different cognitive biases in them. So if you're interested in Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies and want to learn how to make money with Bitcoin, I'm opening up a brand new Bitcoin Crypto Academy for you. Crypto is starting to fundamentally change everything from currencies to the very structure behind the Internet. And if you don't understand it, you will be left behind. Who here is not at all affected by music? Like, you're not more likely to buy because it's music. You're like a highly logical person. Doesn't affect you at all. Raise your hand. Me. I mean, if they didn't have music in that video, I actually thought the music was cheesy to me. And I've never been honest with myself. You can't manipulate me so much with music. But do you think there's anybody out there who's moved by music? So one of the reasons each of us here don't make as much money as we should is because, trust me, we're all a little more narcissistic than we think. And so we go, I'm not affected by music, so I won't put music in my ads. The whole point of outlining is you have to vary your strategies so that every possible person who sees your Facebook ad, who's affected. if there's, imagine, let's say we've shown one, two, three, four, five, six biases we've talked about here. So let's say one out of every 15 peop- 15% people, fifteen of people are affected by chemical, 15 by authority, 15 by association, 15 by curiosity, 15 by social. Actually, there's five, so 20%. If we include only one of those, we only hit 20%, and we go, oh, my ad's getting a good click-through rate, it's decent, you're making decent profit. But who here has ever been a business where you print money? Like, you make so much profit margin, it's insane. Anybody? Well, there's certain things that I've done, and it's when I did this right, where just like money, just like, you make, you know, 50 grand a day profit, 100 grand a day profit, 300 grand, 500, even a million dollars profit in one, one or two days. And the reason is, I've learned I want to inject at least five different psychological uh, persuasion elements into every ad. So write that down. You need at least five. And Samir and Juan went from making—they're 21 years old. They're making two grand a month each. They came to one of my seminars, bought all basically every online program. They paid ten. I did one of these. That was a two-day one. That was ten thousand dollars. They came and they make between seventy-five thousand and their best month this year was 220 grand in a month with good, good profit margins. So they went from making, I don't know their exact profit, but let's say they went from making three grand a month at a job to making 70 grand, 60 grand, 50 grand a month at 21, 22. So you need to include five or more persuasion, we can call it, elements. Questions on this. This is, I just gave you a lot because I'm telling you, we could probably stop the whole conversation and the whole seminar now. If you just did this, you'll get really good. The reason I did the talk with Dr. David Buss is we talked about many different personality types, and we talked about the negative side, dark triad, narcissism, Machiavellian, all these things. But there's also a good side to people's personalities, and I want you to understand people are very different. And if you make ads that appeal to you and 20% of the marketplace, you're not going to be able to spend enough on advertising. You won't make enough profit. You need ads that when people watch them, like this Christie Brinkley thing, when females watch this, if you look at their sales numbers, maybe not people here, but in general, the people they've shown this to in the United States, they buy $300 million to a billion dollars worth of cantaloupe cream. I bet you that cantaloupe cream costs them. I I don't know how much they sell it for, let's say 50 to 100 bucks. I guarantee you the cost of the cream is under five bucks. They're probably 10Xing their gross profit, not counting marketing spends, probably 10X on that. Because when they create this highly persuasive thing, people, there's something called the Lollapalooza effect, and Charlie Munger says people actually can't help but buy. Even if they want to, they just You're just like, I gotta do it. And so you guys each have to become so persuasive in your marketing. And I want to do an actual case study on one of you. Um, real quick, some questions, yes. So at what point does it become There you go? Oh, thank
5: you. So at what point does it become maybe dishonest or you feel like
0: let's just go through this. So at what point does it become manipulative and dishonest? We outline it. Is music dishonest manipulative? I mean, they play it in elevators, they play it, right? Okay. Is it dishonest to have a celebrity in your advertising? I mean, it could be, if the celebrity never has used it. Like Michael Jackson with Pepsi. Yeah. Yeah, Michael Jackson with Pepsi, maybe. So you make sure you find a celebrity who ideally used your product and honestly liked it. And also in America, you have to disclose at the bottom... This is a paid actor. That commercial product. So there's laws around it. So you follow the laws. That's association authority.
4: What about By implying that... Uh, oh.
0: Yep. By... The association authority
4: by... It's sort of implying that if you use a product, you'll become closer look resemble uh, right. that level
0: of beauty. So I think it'd be... Manip- if, in fact, she does never has used this cream then I would probably be dishonest. So I think there's simple ways to get around it. I'll give you an example. I launched a Bitcoin crypto academy. Who here has heard about Bitcoin? Okay, I'm purposely saying in it, I'm not the master of Bitcoin and crypto. I'm saying this course, I'm going to give you access to videos from the people who are training me who, are, who have made between 100 million, well, some of them just made millions, some of them made over 100 million, some of them made a billion dollars in crypto. So if I created a course, because some people see me as an authority, like if you follow my social media, if I'm to create a course and I said, I am the authority on this, by my Bitcoin crypto academy, that would be dishonest. But if I say, who wants to come learn with me at the same time? That's honest. So I think what you got to do, that's a good point, be honest. If she's just started using the cream in the last six months, she could put a part in the commercial. We go. You know what? I have great genes, but I met this doctor and he showed me case studies of all his other clients, and I just have been using it for the last six months. And I'm so I wanted to introduce it to you. I feel like that's honest. You see what I'm saying? So yes, you can. Everything in life can be honest and dishonest, depending on how you go this way or that way in the line. So just err on the side of being more honest. That and then, you know interesting thing? You actually make the same amount of money. I did a test, even with Alex Mayer. So one of the things, people subscribe to like any of my programs that have 60, like 67 steps as a monthly recurring charge. Five days before, we send people an email and say, we're going to charge your card. Is that okay? If not, reply and we'll cancel it. And we have an instant button to cancel so I, when we launched MentorBox, I said, Alex, trust me. And the reason I did that is Geico. I have my auto insurance at Geico. They send me a text and an email five days before that says we're going to charge your card. And I've always thought it was like, I was like, oh, I like that. So I told Alex Mayer, when we launched MentorBox has a recurring membership, send an email three to five days before saying, just in case they didn't know it was a recurring charge, right? And Alex goes, well, no one in the industry does that. And I'm like, trust me, I've tested it. You can be super honest and you make the same amount of money and some people, so we did it with MentorBox. Alex said some people write back and they're like, thanks so much. Just because of that, I'm going to stay a member of your program, right? You said some people act. So I'm saying you don't even have to trick people in the modern world. It's funny that some people have a perception that I'm super tricky. Like I like, they're like, oh, you have recurring membership. I'm like, yeah, but I'm the only person I know that sends out an email five days before and says, is it okay? You see what I'm saying? Yes.
4: For- yeah. yeah. Dollar Shave Club. With, with, with an option to pause your subscription yes. and then continue at a later date. I think it's pretty, pretty and you cool. you like that, right? Yeah, I do. It's
0: really And honest. they just sold for my, my, one of my friends is the, uh, one of the initial investors, and they just sold for $1.3 billion. So I'm just saying, don't equate good persuasion and marketing. With being deceitful. Now, that's a good point. I wanna just speak to that for one second. Sell stuff you believe in, and then you can be persuasive. I've launched programs that weren't our best, and I take them down within one day. So, if you could sell something you really believe in, then once you believe in it, like the stuff that I've been doing, social media marketing agency, all these things, I really believe it because I get an insane amount of people every day being like, here's my first check, here's my customers, here's the money I'm making. So I can throw my heart and soul into it, create very compelling ads and not feel unethical at all. So sell stuff you believe in. You don't have to cross the line of being highly deceptive. If you're selling a skin cream that you, you're the celebrity or you use a celebrity, just started using it, just say it. Nobody will even care. It's weird. Nobody cares. I guarantee you if she did that commercial... And the only thing that changed, she goes, and I just started using this a month ago and I got so excited I wanted to create a TV show because the science behind this thing is amazing and I'm using it for myself. I guarantee you, maybe instead of selling 500 million, they'll sell 470 million. But less lawsuits, you know? Okay, other questions? Let's go back to Oh, go ahead. Yeah. yeah.
1: The question is, this
5: is a commercial for women. Yes. Okay? For men, we use the same kind
0: of... Uh, yes. Same. For Sorry. men, men just have different... Like, I probably wouldn't use Cindy Crawford and sell melon thing. For, but no, but this is psychology 101. Basically, think about it this way. Let me show you. Here's what appeals to humans in general. Is the most important thing to understand. And I didn't even write this down yet, but I'm glad you asked that question. There's basic... So here's all humans. There's some universal things that I promise you are literally 100% universal. Okay. Even a psychopath, even... In fact, psychopaths even more. (laughs) So let me give you this four... Actually, let me do it this way. I'll use Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Okay. There's an updated version I posted on my Twitter, which is more advanced, but... So you have... Basically, they call it physiological, but let's just call it physical, safety, love, status, higher purpose, okay? So if you can include all four of those within your ad, you'll do well. So notice, physical, it's selling a cream product that's like literally physical, like youth- implies safety. Women, a lot of women, not all women, feeling looking young, has physical benefits, you make more money, you're more attractive to people a date. That creates safety. You make more money if you have a better job. You have a better love life. It implies better status. Now, they didn't really have the higher purpose element in this commercial, but it, it definitely hits on all these. So the other way to think about it, that's one mental model. The other one is reward pain. We'll start with those two. These are immensely powerful. There's another one really powerful called urgency, giving you the top four motivators. I'll leave this as a wild card. You could argue different things, but this is absolutely. Actually, I'm going to put this. I think this is the most liking bias. Okay, so let's talk about these. You want to include all of these, if you could, I think that this higher one way they could have made this commercial better was if they said, and we believe so much that it's not just about beauty for trying to look beautiful, but 10% of our profits, we donate to kids who are born with cleft lips. And we want to not only make ourselves more beautiful, but we want to help people who have literally physical, you know, being born or people with burn victims or people who are bit by a dog. That would include a higher purpose. I guarantee you it would boost sales. Who here, not everybody, has ever gone, I like that there's a charitable part to this business. Anybody? Raise your hand if that really, really, really motivates you. Okay, so you notice about 20% of this room. So if you, why not just include that in your ads? Tom's shoes included that in. Um, there's an element of that to Whole Foods because you're buying and you feel like it's sustainable agriculture and things like this. There's billion, 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 billion-dollar brands. The Glasses Company, which is the one that donates a Warby Parker billion-dollar brand, donates a pair of glasses for every. So I think something like that would be very powerful. Now, let's, So that's the one thing. Try to include all five of these. Safety. I'll give you an example. Let's say I'm pitching this seminar. There's an ad that you guys are watching. I would talk to people about you need to make enough money so you can provide, you can have a nicer house, you can, you know, buy organic food, blah, 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 blah. But I'll say, and listen to me, you not only need to just be scraping by, you need money in the bank. You should have six to 12 months cash reserves. If your monthly expenses are 10 grand a month or five grand a month, you should have 50 to 100 grand cash in the bank. For safety, it's not enough to just have your physical needs met. You need that. Does that make sense? So that would be um, an example of that. Okay, reward. If you can only remember thing, one thing from this whole session, increase reward, you will make more money. Increase reward. Sometimes people go, oh, Ty, you grow your social media, but you cheated. You gave away cars for following you. I can't deny that. I don't see why that's cheating. Like I actually gave 10 people brand new cars in the last year. I mean, is that, why is that cheating? I say don't hate the player, hate the game. <laughs> All the people who criticize, it's hilarious. Every person who criticized me for giveaways now does giveaways. Because there's something more powerful than complaining about something. If you can't beat them, join them nothing will beat reward, nothing. If you have to deal with a psychopath, by the way, one little note on this person that's around you, a psychopath, they are zero motivated by pain. You cannot, there's some people, that's why um, a lot of criminals that like rob banks with a high uh, probability, their brain actually works different. They don't respond to this one. Normal humans respond to pain. Everybody responds to reward. Normal people and effed up people. So you need, so when, who here is having a little bit of problem? You're running ads, you're selling a product, and people aren't buying as much as you expect. Just raise your hand. Let's pick someone you haven't picked. Okay, sir, in the back, what is the product? Uh, right now it's just a clothing line. Okay, let's talk about it. What is the clothing line? It's uh, It's called the super high. Super high. Is yep. it a weed thing or something? It's not weed.
4: Okay. Uh, a couple years back I was a cable lineman, so I used to climb telephone poles every day. So I was used to just being up really high.
0: So are you wearing it? Yeah. Was there a website? Yeah, the thesuperhigh.com. Okay. The superhigh.com? Yep. Let's look at it. Let's help him. Oh no. There's a password, I don't know. Whose laptop is this? Earth to anybody who works with me. <laughs> I don't have the password. Do You guys remember in was it Austin? Pa- what is the one where he's like, and the password is? Oh no, that was a uh, Spaceballs. Anybody ever seen the movie Spaceballs? They have like a suitcase that has like all this money, and the password is one, one, two, two. Is it one, two, three, four, five? For those of you who have crypto or something like that, do not make your password one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, I'm going to do it right now. We're going to do it with people's businesses. I'm going to help you guys with your actual business. If I can get into my own computer. Okay. What's the website?
4: Thesuperhigh.com.
0: Who's the target market?
4: Probably for the younger crowd.
0: Men. Probably. That's not a good... You got (laughs) to know. Okay. Are you sure the web... The soup, is it H I G H? No. The super high. I know, but how do you spell high in this case? Like high in the sky? H I G H. Okay. Looks a little bit like Supreme. Was that the idea? Ah, that's one of the designs I used. All right, the super high. All right, everybody go to it on your phone if you want to see. The super high. Because in the end, we're all just dreamers. We got it. Okay, thank you. All right. I'd say it's as simple as this. I can diagnose every one of your, every one of your websites and products that's not selling like you like in one simple, for, not enough reward for the people. Just people go there, and it's just not rewarding enough. I mean, and that can be for multiple reasons. It could be the design of your website, but sometimes just the product. Not enough people care about it. Think about it this way. Here's how you make a lot of money. Take something that many people on planet Earth woke up today thinking, I wish I had it. Let's just name five things. For those of you who have a business that's not working, you might want to pivot to this. Or for those of you who don't have an idea, I'm going to give you five businesses that you can launch that I promise you will do pretty well if you get some of the details out. Let's just think of some things. Five things. Massive amount of people woke up wanting. Massive. A million dollars, just as specific. Don't just say beauty, say a thing, like so specific. Yes. Okay, she said electric toothbrush. Let's do a sample in this room. Who here woke up? If nobody in this room did it, this is a statistical sample. Say anybody in this room woke up today, thought about a toothbrush, electric toothbrush, wanting electric toothbrush. But you, but you, you don't count because you're selling a product. You're biased. <laughs> Even one person in the last month. Breakfast. But wait, I want to stay on the electric toothbrush. Any, Be honest. Uh, you, you, did anybody think about electric toothbrush? Okay, so here's what I'm going to say to this. Doesn't mean you shouldn't do the business. What does it tell you about the business? Niche. Okay, and more importantly, you only can advertise this to people who ha- woke up thinking about it. So you have to get good at targeted Google and Facebook ads. If you do general ads, it's going to be rough unless you raise a lot of capital. So I think it can be an okay business. I actually did a whole talk on this. I don't know. Is that where you got the electric? I did a talk a week ago on how to build an electric. I bought an electric toothbrush depot or something, or tooth depot.com or something. Okay, so... Some of you, so the problem here is when I asked you who wants this, you don't have a target market. Would
4: I, I would like to open it to uh, you, know, you know a bigger group, men and women, but right now it's mainly probably m- m- more uh, for men. Still too broad.
0: Men, anybody here wake up today thinking about having a t-shirt that would be similar to this? Okay. Doesn't mean you won't make money with this. It means either... Number one, who will this elicit reward for? Who, you have to go, you have to get, have you had any sales yet or you just launched it? I just launched it. Yeah. Okay, trust me. It will be very hard to make any money unless you find, because I can't tell, is it people who like, I thought it was weed. Why don't you switch to weed? (laughs) I'm serious. You guys laugh. uh, As far as I can tell, the only people off the top of my head, do you smoke weed? Yeah. (laughs) But I'm saying, you know how many people smoke weed? Make the thing 420 type everything. Okay. That's that's a good idea. I think it's the only way. I'm pretty sure you'll make zero dollars on this as long as it's broad like that. Because the only people if we had this whole room, a hundred people or this whole outside here, a hundred people who smoke weed a lot, there is a possibility that a small handful of them seeing a page, it wouldn't, it could not have this because they do not care that much about whatever that is. But if it was like weed, like a pretty girl smoking weed and like her shirt's <laughs> like super high, you might get Seth Rogen to wear it. All right, all right cool. You get Seth, I, I FaceTimed with Seth Rogen, uh, no, Skyped him about a year ago and he was so high. It was a hilarious conversation. He's like, ah it was it was funny. He smokes a lot. So there's no anybody here see this as it is and have a 1% chance you'd buy. Be honest. We want to be honest here. We're not trying to embarrass anybody. We're trying to help people make money. That's my only promise to you. I told you I'm blunt, but I'm blunt with good intention. I'm not just trying to pick on anybody. So anybody, yes or no? So just trust me, when 100 people, 100 of them go, and I've had ideas like this, where 100 out of 100 are like, nah, then I just move the hell on. Because what's the definition of insanity according to Albert Einstein? The most underrated quote saying, you should, we should all staple this to our head, tattoo it to the back of our eyelids. Definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. Just move on. Bruce Lee said, be like water. Water conforms to the cup. If you pour water and ain't nobody, it's not conforming. It, you're the water, and you go in there, and it doesn't fit. Move on. This doesn't fit in a broad audience at all. It will not make money. Ty, could I, could I yeah. get your opinion on the logo? Doesn't matter. Switch the whole theme to the website about weed. It's zero matter. The super high will have a great chance of selling to weed people. Even if it's
5: just t-shirts.
0: Because or else, what does it mean besides weed? living, I mean, is it... Or, do you parachute or paraglide? I
4: I haven't done it yet, but I plan to, yes. (laughs) I mean, the super high is really, like, going out there. Like, what's beyond Earth? Oh, it's like alien stuff? Well, that's why there's a spaceship, and then... (laughs) Okay, well, then,
0: then once again, switch it to all aliens, and then target people who believe in extraterrestrial Who here believes in aliens? (laughs) Okay, no, trust me, about 10% of people in the world believe... Who here is an Aquarius? You probably believe there's a chance there's aliens. All Aquarius believe in it, except you. What day's your birthday? February 17th. Michael Jordan. You're almost a Pisces. That's why. Three days or two days away. Okay. But anyway, forget astrology. Would you mind looking at mine? I will look at yours. Let's do a few. Is that helpful for, for me to just show you? you can, this won't sell unless it's hyper niche around the name. Oh, let me. Let me I. Okay. Let me. I'm not done with this, but I want to bring this up. So, this brings up, I'm gonna put in the top five biases your website must have, your product must have. When I asked my buddy in New York, the one making six million a month, I once, I'm, I think I'm his only friend. He's the most introverted person. He goes out to eat every time I'm in New York, which is like four times a year. He leaves his house. I once asked him, What's the most powerful thing in marketing that people don't know? He said, Congruency. Everything has to feel congruent because humans are what's called risk averse. Dr. Buss has studied this. Humans, your new brand, why would I buy that when I already got a place to buy my T-shirts? It's got to be excessively rewarding, and the problem is that website is no congruency. I don't know what it is, and nobody cares. There's like one billion websites in the world. There's zero chance people are going to stay there and go, is this about aliens parasailing or weed? You better tell them instantly. I'm serious. You just better tell them, bam, right now. This is... I, the logo doesn't, and in fact, I don't like the logo because what does a dollar sign have to do with aliens? We actually, aliens and weed people are less likely to be highly capitalistic, I would think. They're more like hippie, they're more like out there. You need no, so I don't like it. Unless somehow super high is for people who want to have a super high bank account or something like that. Keep it congruent, congruent. congruent. Let me go through some of the examples. Oh, the five business ideas. What's five things? Just yell out something you really wanted in the last seven days when you woke up, you thought about it. Car? Water, Car. Coffee. Car? Hills? Oh, hell, this is too broad. Dog stuff, stuff for your dogs. What for your dogs? Too broad. By the way, anytime I do brainstorms, I have no idea what's wrong with all of us humans. We always go too general. Pets is not specific, right? What specifically about pets did you wake up Okay, dog. Not even dog. Not even pet toy. Dog toy. There's money in dog toys. Okay, so you buy a highly congruent URL that's like dogtoyemporium.com. It, the website says. What did you? What were the words you used? Safe, high qual, highest quality in the world. I source them. A video of you. Here's me with my dogs. You know most dogs you know, choke or this, or they tear them up and this. You need this. This is for all of you who believe in organic food. You want to treat your dog like you treat yourself. That kind of messaging is so, it's people, do people feel rewarded by their pets? Yeah. Yes. Who here has ever in a day been like, ah, oh, I love my pet. Sometimes, you know, I have two dogs back there. I don't have them. They'd be running around like crazy, two big German shepherds, but Sometimes when I'm in San Diego for too long, I'm like, ah, I kind of miss my, I kind of wake up and I'm kind of like, where's my dogs, right? Anybody ever had that with a pet? Yep. Good business to get in. So I, you heard it from me. Write down, those of you who don't know what to do, consider getting in the pet supply business. I'm not talking about ivory elephant tusks or something illegal like that. <laughs> but notice those illegal businesses, sometimes you've got to look at the illegal businesses They make things illegal when people really want them. People love pets so much in a messed up way that some people want elephant tusk stuff to drink or something in Asia. You don't want to get in that business, but the point is that's how much people are attracted and connected with animals. Humans are like animals. We've liked them for the last 10,000 years of civilization. So you want a good business to get in? More than T-shirts. I'm not saying you shouldn't be in T-shirt business who here has thought about their pets in the last week more than T-shirts? So if I was going to grade and my goal was making money. Now, if you really love T-shirts and there's a compelling reason, you have a story about it. Like, you're just that T-shirt guy. Then you should make a T-shirt business. But if you're just picking and you don't care, go with stuff that has higher demand. Supply and demand. Whoever heard of that growing up? Supply and demand. Don't supply what people don't demand. I see the average entrepreneur supplying... Ty, I've got, you know, underwater basket weaving online academy. I'm like, yeah, no, no demand. Lots of supply from you. There's a guy, I did an interview, I don't know if you guys heard my podcast, um, with the guy who started Kajabi, which is a, a way to sell online, like kind of like ClickFunnels. Yep. And um, he has a guy who quit his job. He all, the guy all day had to do Excel spreadsheets, got really good at Excel made, I think, 12 videos that are 10 minutes each on how to master Excel. It, like, shows him doing Excel and sells it for $97, and he made $220,000 this month. I mean, this year. Quit his job, makes a quarter of a million dollars a year on autopilot from doing Excel. Why? Who here in one day has ever thought about having to use Excel? Who has ever been using Excel and you couldn't figure it out? 10% of the room. Demand. So number two, lessons on computers or lessons on fitness. Uh, fitness is a great one. That's I got my you do your dropship in a product though. Yeah, a I'm fitness about to, product. Yeah, I'm about to drop okay, we'll get to that. We'll do. Yeah, I'll look at it. I'm gonna do these five and then we'll do your net. Number three. What's something you've thought about? We did pets. What's the second? Uh, that's our, my mind. Lessons. Lessons, but more specific. People think they got to build an academy of computer use. If you know how to use Excel, there's a guy making a quarter of a million dollars. Remember, he recorded the videos once and then he just, you buy them and it's just costs him nothing. Only marketing costs. Making a quarter, who here would be happy making a quarter a million dollars a month on autopilot, a year on autopilot, a year. Are you good at anything? Make a video about it. You can use Kajabi. You can use ClickFunnels. There's multiple tools. Kajabi is, it's like ClickFunnels before ClickFunnels. Okay. Number three thing somebody woke up thinking about or this week has thought about more than once. Food. Food. Little broad, more specific. Breakfast. 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 I'll tell you a business. This is a not an online business, but it would have an online component that I promise you would work. Start delivering coffee. I'm pretty sure, check your laws in the state you live in, that you don't need an inspected kitchen with a permit to do coffee. You do if you, like, cook eggs and stuff. But it's not even that expensive. You can get an inspected kitchen for, you know, it'll cost you a little bit of money. But I'm pretty sure in most states you can do coffee. So here's what you do. Does anybody, you guys forgot the biggest one. What more people think about when they wake up than breakfast? You don't think many people think about coffee? There's no one in this room who ever woke up and said I need coffee. If you've ever thought that thought, raise your hand. You've ever thought I need some coffee. Oh, come on. This is a liar room. <laughs> I'm disappointed. Okay, but but 50 why wouldn't you want to be in a business that 50% of people in a room raise their hand? You know what business the only businesses I go in? I yell it out to who here has ever bought or read a book? Raise your hand. Alex, let's launch Mentor Box. It's insane that the last person to launch a book business was Jeff Bezos in 1994, and me and Alex were second. It's bizarre. And it made him the richest man in the world. We're not the richest people in the world, but
5: yeah.
0: is anybody overthinking this thing? That between 1994 and 2016, name another book shipping business besides what MentorBox and amazon Maybe like, uh, like for books. no but that's what we have oh, i'm saying who else launched one between 1994 and 2016 no. do you know how many no, stupid businesses were launched by entrepreneurs between 1997 and 2016 why didn't someone else launch mentor box that's the main thing I think about MentorBox. Let's see how much money MentorBox made. This, was a, this is not a screenshot. This is Stripe. I've been showing this every day. Made $29,939 today. You see that? In the last 30 days, what has it made? That, that number right there. It's set to $932,000. The business is tw- 13 months old. You could have started it. Don't start it now. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> we'll shut you down. Um, no, no, but let's, put, let's go back to coffee. This is simplest business plan. I'm going to give you one, two, three. Write this down. If you don't have it. I love this idea. If I was a beginning entrepreneur, I would definitely do this. I don't drink coffee, but I still might do it because people are so addicted to it. Step number one, check uh, inspected kitchen laws. You can look online. Step Assuming it's okay, you might need some inspection if you don't in your state, right? Number two, buy lots of coffee. And I would buy varieties, right? I grew up when my stepdad is massively addicted to coffee, and he talked to me. I grew up, he would talk to me about Arabica and all this. I was like, I don't care. But he loved it. I would buy the varieties, and I'd buy a good machine. How much does a good, good, good coffee machine make? 10 grand, okay, maybe not the 10 grand one, 2,500. And if I didn't have 2,500, I'd buy whatever I could. But let's just say a decent machine. Number three, this will be actually probably four (laughs) steps. I would go to 10 local businesses and tell them, pitch them with free samples, the coffee or whatever. And I would just set a price at, What's Starbucks' good cup of coffee cost? Uh, Five bucks, four bucks. Three, four? Let's just say $4, and I'd give them volume discount, the more. So you go, um, you walk, you can literally go into office places, like H&R Blocks, things like that, and be like, have a little clipboard, and hey, I deliver, I make great varieties of coffee stuff you don't get at Starbucks. We deliver it. It costs the same as Starbucks, four bucks. I'll give you the first week free if you want to, if you want to get more signups. If you're cheap, you can be like, four bucks a cup. How many people in the office? Sign up if you want it. I collect payment once a week or something. You could collect it beginning or end. Let's say there's five people in the office that sign up. That's 20 bucks, right? I would get 20. You might have to talk to 30 or 40 businesses, but let's just say you've got 10 businesses to sign up and the average business, let's say is, going to sign up for five people. Uh, Let's just go low. Five people at four bucks, right? So that would be $20. So how much would you be making if you had 10 businesses? 20 times 10 per day. Maybe it wouldn't be seven days a week. So times five days a week equals how much? 200 times five times four per month. We're making four G's a month. What are your expenses? How much does coffee cost? $4 Starbucks coffee. How much do you think it costs them? No, no, no. If you bought the raw beans and you brewed it. 70 cents? We're all over 55. I would guess with the cup and everything, let's say 50 cents. So every day, your expenses will be 50 cents times, we said five people times 10, so you need 50 cups of coffee. So your expenses are 50 times 50 cents. So how much is that? $25. I literally should make a course on this. You guys are getting it first. Maybe I'll make a simple course on this. 25 bucks per day, and you're making 200. What's the one other expense you'll probably have? or driver, because I would hire a driver probably, who possibly is available as a driver? Is a driver going to be expensive per day? What do you guess a driver will cost you per day? It might be, because remember, it's not going to take them all day. If there's only 10 people, they come to your house at nine, you know, 7 or 8 in the morning, they go and do their run, It's local businesses. Ten businesses realistically going to take two hours, right? So, if you put a Craigslist ad, will you deliver coffee? Pick it up at eight, deliver it, and I'll pay you. What do you have to pay somebody for two hours? Good money. See, I think fifty bucks is twenty-five bucks an hour. Lot Uber drivers aren't making twenty-five bucks an hour. Do they? Does anybody know? Okay, most don't. So you get an Uber driver. There's people that drive for a living and say, don't turn your Uber meter on, drive for me. There's that. What does Uber Eats do? Yeah. They use a fleet of Uber people and deliver stuff. So let's say, I think it should be 50 bucks. Okay, so it's $50. Okay, so that's 75. You are netting $125 a day. That's with 10 businesses selling them the most addicting thing, that exotic things, coffee things, you switch it up. Dude, this business, you can make 10 Gs a month profit. I would The next person I would hire is one salesperson. You pay commission. Hire one good-looking person, male or female. What do pharmaceutical companies do? They, they, they're hiring decent-looking people. That walk-in, I bet you you could sign up 100 businesses. Literally, you'd have like six drivers. Eventually, you get a little, maybe build out your backyard or something or get a little place and you're just selling the most. I don't understand books people buy. Every day, people think, I wish I had this book. So we sell to the willing. Supply, demand. Some of you, number one problem with entrepreneurs, they just, they can't understand supply and demand. It's like a yo-yo for them. They either supply something, uh, they either supply not enough of something that's demanded, or there's no demand and they're printing them by, you ever heard of Snapchat and their little glasses? How many glasses are rotting in warehouses right now, Alex? Millions, I think it was, and how much did each glass cost them? Hundred dollars times a million. They have a hundred million dollars in Snapchat spectacle glasses. Remember those little weird things? Nobody bought them. They're rotting. One hundred million dollars worth of glasses. So what do entrepreneurs do? Let me supply a lot of something with no demand. Okay. So I give. Is this helping you guys? This coffee. Who here? Honestly. Potentially, he's gonna do this business because I wanna make a course out of this. I'm pretty selling the most addictive thing. It's like selling crack cocaine. Believe it or not, no, you think I'm joking. My stepdad, anytime he got off coffee, he had massive headaches and had to, it was like heroin withdrawals. Sell it. You'd be a dope dealer. Snoop Dogg will be happy. You're selling dope, except you can't go to jail for it. You can't go to jail. In fact, if the police come and say, we're going to take you to jail for selling this, you give them some coffee, they'll be like, all right, thank you. <laughs> what do what cops drink all day? Coffee. Now, how do we make more money from the business? This is where, now I'm showing you how to make a million dollar business. I'm talking about how to make, well, I just showed you the blueprint of a $10,000 a month easy potential business. 50 company. We showed 10 companies netting 4,000. I mean, grossing 4,000, right? Netting about, Two thousand, you Five it, Fifty local companies is ten thousand a month net. Who would feel good with ten G's net a month? So you got fifty businesses. Let's talk about more supply and demand. You guys should pay more for this. This is I haven't even planned to do this. This is like I prompt this business will work. If any, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna go up on my neck online. If any of you seriously does this business and it does not work within seriously trying, I'll give you a refund for this whole seminar you came to. Yep, but you got to do it. I mean, I, I'll just, I'm, you be honest with me, I'll be honest with you. If it doesn't work and you legitimately try this, I'll give you, I'll gladly, it will work, okay? Unless you live in a town, you know, as one person and you're like selling to your grandma, but it, okay, if you live in a town, a decent, size, so it doesn't have to be Los Angeles. Now, if you went from 10 Businesses, 250, averaging just five cups per morning, five days a week. What else? What have we now developed with people? Rapport, reward, trust. So what's the most important of the cognitive biases in selling? What did I say? Reward. The whole Maslow's Triangle uh, Pyramid is reward. Physical reward, safe reward, love reward, status reward, higher purpose, all reward, reward, reward. What else is a rewarding thing when you're bringing the coffee, maybe you want to bring along? Pastries. Donuts, pastries, tea, bagels. What else? Bagels when you said bagels i haven't eaten much right now i'm like i would take a bagel right bagel and cream cheese is a very addicting thing it's like let's give you massive glucose for your brain in the form of carbs and sugar and let's throw some fat in it in the form of cream cream cheese what's the markup on bagels whoever what's a bagel paste what do they still have brugger's bagels and stuff like that how much they charge you for a bagel more than two dollars for a bagel. Two fifty. This is a business you could do. By the way, you could be twelve and set this business. You can be a little mastermind, wake up early, create the coffee. You can get good. Yeah, forget lemonade stand. <laughs> so so let's say two fifty and a same thing, a bagel cost you. But now you when you're delivering to the same store, I mean to the same business, instead of only getting Five people buying four bucks, getting a $20 bill from them. You double, triple. You could probably get a 100 bucks out of each place. People buying snacks, they're buying Uber Eats. You could add Uber Eats into the thing. You could be like, what does everybody really like? I'll go there and get it for you. And remember, you're not doing it. You have a driver. And you, if you 5X the business and, so you get 50 clients and, you go from 20 bucks to 100 bucks. Now you 5X the dollars per. You're making 50,000 a month. No Facebook ads. Old school. Old school. You, I love everything that I'm teaching you guys is stuff that I did offline. When I started at 19, I was on a farm with Joel Salatin. Joel Salatin to this day has a million-dollar farm, makes millions of dollars, he, he's still, he's a little old school. He mails a thing with an order form on it. He's added slowly but surely a website. There's Amish millionaires. They have no electricity. You can go old school, but what you can't skip is the psychology things that I'm talking about. So let's let's imagine ourselves. We walk into the stores. How do we pitch them? What are some of the things? What are, the, what are some of the biases we're going to use? And you can apply this to any business. I know you guys are a little cold. Sorry about that. But you'll have to handle the California rough winters here in the heart of December. (laughs) What do we want to do? We want to walk in with a reward. I would basically give away coffee first. In general, write this down. Free samples of everything you have is the most powerful thing known to mankind. So in terms of people who have free sampled my online courses, by watching a video on YouTube, by watching a, a you know a, a thing on my Instagram, about 300 million people have watched my stuff for free. Most of them don't buy, but you give away a ton free, and then it trickles down. And since the coffee only costs you five fifty cents, just say I deliver it to you for a week, so it costs you you know fifty bucks or a hundred bucks. You know the odds if somebody lets you deliver coffee for a week to them. Once in a while, they'll screw you over. Most people, would I let somebody deliver stuff for free and just go, I'm going to take it for a week and then say no to them? Yeah, 80% chance. Those people will be like, you want to just keep this going? In fact, I like a good marketing technique. This is called, one of the more advanced ones It's called availability. I heard Alex talking about this. What if I just said for a $20 bill, I'll deliver coffee to your office? You got five people? Give me a $20 bill. I'll have the best coffee in the world here for you guys every morning. $20 bill in the modern world doesn't feel like a lot. Split among five people in an office. So make your offers highly available. The most available thing is it's free first, and then secondarily, go in with a simple pricing plan. What did I price the 67 steps at? Why? Because I was like, you know what? What's the lowest amount? I'm going to record 67 videos. Taught by my mentors. What's the lowest you can really charge for something in America without pulling out pennies? A buck. So I'll charge a buck a piece. Is that? Does everybody understand the pricing there instantly? It's like, yeah, that makes sense. So 67 bucks. People paid 67 bucks for it. So make your offer easily available. Urgency can be, how could you inject urgency into that sales call? You walk into the, store you give you giving them the most rewarding thing for many people if they don't get their coffee what do they get pain if you're a nice person they will like you or dislike you be jolly be funny be goofy if you're pretty they like you if you're charming they like you take a shower before you go guys guys sometimes forget that brush your teeth congruency What do we want to call this website? Do we want to call it Acme Ventures, Inc.? Make out a check for Acme Ventures, Inc. What do you call this business? Yeah, Coffee U. If you live in Baltimore, Baltimore's bestcoffeedelivery.com. Like, I guarantee you that domain's available. It can be four words. It doesn't, my friend that makes six million bucks a month, his domain names are this long. I'm like, why? He's like, well, nobody types in domains anymore. They go to Google. And he said, my domains explain what you're getting in the title. You don't need. People spent who here has ever spent too much money on a domain name or gone crazy and it didn't even work. Just pick anything. If I was doing it here it'd be like west hollywood coffee, coffee delivery co.com or something company. Who cares? You got it? You make you make yourself nice when you walk in, you make the website congruent, everything, and you inject urgency. By the way, if you sign up this week for the next month coffee's 2 bucks a cup. Be 10 bucks. I make no money on it. I believe in what I do so much, I make no money. And if you sign up today, I'll give you 100% money back guarantee if we're ever late. We're one minute late. Then just show up, tell your driver, I don't pay you if you don't show up on time. the driver is like, we'll have it there by eight in the morning for you. And if we don't, you don't pay that week or don't pay that day. You can create urgency. So you just go through these one by one. By the way, how could we add safety? What does what a refund policy offer people? Safety. I have refund policy on everything that I do. You know, And sometimes it's painful. Sometimes we gotta refund people on, that we know are lying. But, it, but by offering safety, you double your conversion rate and only 10% of people or less refund. So we've got physical coffee. How could you add love, status, and higher purpose into this offer, this business? There, you could do Starbucks. You could have an option for Starbucks. What else could you do? But think a little bit. How could you have status? Think about. Branding, but be very specific. I have a specific thing. You guys how, are getting you're cold and getting it.
6: How about customer relatability? Maybe like for their birthday week, they get
0: a week of free coffee. Yes, but on the specific thing, how do you add in status? How about proprietary plan? but do but I never heard of it, so I'm like eh. Huh? Have Maybe an I endorsement from somebody. that Yeah, testimonials. But I got a simple one. Let me see if this exists. Coffee making certification. <laughs> I guarantee you there's one. Go take a course. Barista certificate programs from the Barista Guild. Listen to this. Barista pathway graduates have... Potential to earn 200 grand. I don't even know what the heck. The, two levels of dynamic content. There's a barista school. Go be like, I'm locked in. No one has started. I'm a certified barista. It probably takes you a week and costs a couple hundred bucks. There's a, some, some
4: uh, like a type of coffee that's like
0: fair trading. There you go.
4: Yeah, fair trading would, would uh, add yeah, sort fair, of like so that's higher, to purpose. Add higher purpose. Yeah. Oh, that's the next one. For yeah.
0: every, for every um you know, blankety-blank cups of coffee we plant, Reforestation because a lot of the coffee that you buy from Starbucks is deforesting the planet. So, we were do you do that in like a place like San Francisco? It might not work in like Dallas, Texas. <laughs> people were like, I hate trees anyway. I've been to Texas, but if you're in San Francisco, they will be like, Oh, probably most people in San Francisco are like, Oh, Starbucks. There you go. Upcoming camps, they had a camp, it's a three day barista camp, it was in Palm Springs. It just passed. You missed it. Boy, I, I, I honestly think certifications, who here has ever seen somebody and they're certified and it slightly has an effect on you? Who here? Raise your hand in this room. 50% of this room is persuaded by certification. Get certified in everything. So, do you, you guys seeing the pattern here of how we do this? Notice, what is it basically? It's like a checklist. What Samir and Juan did, as they said, every time they made an ad, every time they built their website, they went through. They said, do we have reward in our offer, our website, or our pitch? No, add it. Do we have pain? Who here forgot to put pain in their offer? Yeah, well, you sa- without the two biggest drivers of people are carrots and sticks. 99% of entrepreneurs forgot there's no stick in their marketing. Here's how I put stick in. I'll be like, this is what I did with a real estate program. We launched a real estate investment program a year ago. And we're like, if you don't get in now, I'm not going to open it up. And we didn't reopen it for six months. People thought it was just a ploy to get more people to sign up. People were pissed. They're like, you didn't open it. We, we, we closed it in like December. And then January, we're like, okay, Ty, you ready to let me in? I'm like, nope. February, nope. By the time people got in, the first student who got in, the program who listened to when I said buy it now, he's a guy in Texas. I flew him out here. He went, his family was poor. They're from Mexico. He's making 30 grand net a month. So I said, next time I say, get in here now, you just wasted six months of your life. You could have been like, he's making 30 grand. Another guy in Sweden, Europe, started out his first month, he made 17,000 net with no credit, no cash to start doing the wholesale real estate investing. Isn't Jalen here, Maya? What's up? How much you make this month? How old are you? 21. Wholesaling, flipping real estate. He showed me the checks. What was the profit net? One hundred five. So how old was the gross? 140, netted 105. Marketing costs 35,000. So when I tell people, go in these programs, then you shut them on people. Sometimes I'm like, makes me feel good to know. that. And this is how I think about it. I'm not mad at the people who didn't get in. I'm happy with the people who did get in. Because those are your real customers who believe in you. You know, like you guys. You guys believed. Have you gotten some value in this program so far today? So you guys believe. So I like you guys better than people who, are like, call in and, like, convince me to go. I'm like, hell no. I am past that stage, my friend. When people are like, I'm skeptical, I'm like, remember how I told you, let people be who they are? You know what I used to do with skeptical? Now, there's two kinds of skeptical people. Legitimate, honest skeptics and a-hole skeptics. So when people go, you know what, Todd? I don't believe in any of this. I'm like, great. Now I know that you should, I tell them, please, never, ever, buy. You will ruin the group to have one nasty person in a group like this. So... Yeah. Okay, let's go. Let me just look at your website. You guys still getting value from this talk right now? Okay, type it in. Three business was the coffee. We got to do two more, and then I'm going to end, and then some other people are going to talk. I remember when you mentioned about creating a website about uh, dog beds. Dog beds. You got a dog bed site. Awesome. I just three That's awesome. That's cool. She launched the dog bed. I did that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Fitting Is this a fitness one? Yes, for women's yoga pants. Okay. So you want who wants the good news and the bad news and which order? Bad news first, right? You like the Godfather? Godfather wants the news. Okay. Here's the bad news. This area is massively big and not important. And this, who here is easily available to your brain? I talked about this availability bias. If we're going through the checklist, we look through our website, that's all we do. Availability, reward, pain, liking. What's the availability of what, who knows what this is? Who is not sure what they're selling? No idea. No idea. Anybody. If he hadn't said it, I think it's impossible to know. You have to have If it's yoga pants, it needs to be right there. Let me show you an example of a company that's moderately successful. Is this company moderately successful? I think it's the most successful company in history. What are they selling on this page? They're selling yoga pants, coffee. Would you say it's easily available to figure it out? Okay, you got to change the website. This is the same. Both of you have the same problem, Uh, the high T-shirts. The second you ask people to figure it out, they don't buy. Because you're new. They'll go to Lululemon. They know. You know why Amazon's destroying everybody? Because what? Love them or hate them. You know you go to Amazon. It'll be there. You buy it. It'll be as cheap as you can get it. It'll be at your house some crazy drone R2-D2 will deliver it to you. And if not, they'll give you your money back. Yep. It's just like no confusion. Going against Amazon, people have tried, and they are not doing well. Again, you, you got to join them. So you need your website to look like this. Just put yoga pants on the top. Yes. Okay. And home and yeah. All right. By the way, in about a month, I'm going to be doing, you see that room in there where there's food? That's my war room. You guys see my maps on the wall and my stuff. That's where I map out strategy and a lot of my team meets. So we have 15 seats there. For those of you who want to come back and spend a whole day just in a small group, we usually don't always have 15 people. Um, I'm going to try to get as many people as I can, but with it's impossible to get everybody unless we want to sit here until 3 in the morning. I actually have to go to... DJ Khaled's birthday party tonight so I won't I won't be here all night I won't be able to be here the whole time but I lose my voice anyway now after three hours or four or so I'm giving you as much as I can before I go horse okay one problem no idea this weird text that you can't read you have to get rid of because it looks like a, it looks like a stock photo I also have no what do you do what do you do What does it say? Is is it a mortgage brokerage? No, we do crowdfunding
5: for down payment.
0: Okay, it should say, want to crowdfund your down payment. Want to
5: crowdfund your down payment, okay. Just
0: like, (laughs) what did I just say? Between 1994, what's the simplest business that's ever been built on the internet? Selling what? Books. Books. Between 1994 and 2017, approximately 60 million entrepreneurs launched businesses. Zero thought to just go, sell Books, except MentorBox. <laughs> entrepreneurs. I don't know if it's narcissism. I don't know what it is. I find entrepreneurs tend, to all of us, tend to be more narcissistic. So we think we gotta be super smart and our website's gotta be. Like I said, this website is acting too smart. No offense. I'm low in gentleness. This website, we're acting way too smart. What? Hey, nothing makes sense. Let's go. The people who make money... Let's go, Lululemon. They sell yoga. It's just clothes. I mean, I pretty much know. Shop Women's What's New. Now they have a brand that's already somewhat known, so they can be a little more esoteric. But look, they even got the prices right there. Copy Lululemon, you'll do a lot better, and even make it because people already know the Lululemon brand. They don't know you. It's got to be just like, even this one is not going to work right. Go fund me homes. It should just say Even the word crowdfunding is a little bit complicated to people. Need no. help with your down payment? We'll get you the money. Write okay. that down. This is ju- just to me. Yeah. You know how much money I've made with simple sentences like what I just told you? Here's most entrepreneurs. We crowd we built a multifaceted platform to crowdsource, you know, multiple financial ventures into one. People are like, "What the hell?" Just say can't quite afford your down payment, we'll help you get the money. That will have approximately 100 times increase in rate of return and money you'll make than this. Agreed. 100 times. Okay. Because who here a little bit doesn't know what crowdfunding is? Raise your hand. You're not 100. If I ask you to speak right here for 30 minutes on crowdfunding and keep us all entertained, who can do it? Raise your hand. One. So guess what? You've built a business where you'll be your best customer and your only customer. So he'll be like, okay, I'm going to send myself and my other account 50 grand. <laughs> Did you notice how often I've pulled this room? Yeah. How often should you have a group of people at your house? Once a month. What can you do when that group comes to your people's. house? Hey, guys, I'm thinking of launching a business. Raise your hand if you know what crowdfunding down payments on houses. Is, be honest. We're all here just having dinner together. Nobody knows if it because it's never been done before. If a crap of people don't raise their hand, please don't do the business. Who here has ever drank coffee? <laughs> okay, please do that business. Who here has ever used social media? Okay, start a social media marketing agency. Who here has ever bought anything online? Raise your hand. Sell stuff online. Um, who here be honest, ever smoke marijuana, <laughs> sell marijuana t-shirts. If zero people raise their hand, the thing, you got to kill the business and stomp on it. If you don't have at least 10 failed ideas for every winning ideas, you are not a good entrepreneur. I have zero respect for you. I like people. I told Alex, you know, the number one problem with 2016 for uh, 2017 for Alex and I, is Alex gone? We had no failures. We, I said, What kind of idiots are we? We launched only Mentor Box. This year we're going to launch, Alex. I told everybody, biggest problem of 2016 and 2017, we have zero failures, which means we left 10, 20, 30 million bucks on the table. That's like somebody saying, I want to get married. Oh, okay. How many people have you dated? None. I have a perfect record. Never any bad. Well, that's why you're single, my friend. Yeah. How many failed businesses? No, no. Any business I launch, I hold on to to the end. Some people, entrepreneurs, hold on to their ideas. I'm like, okay, then somebody else gonna hold on to your money. You can either hold on to ideas or money. You pick. Kill ideas. Fat. I have this this guy. I won't say what business he's in because there's kids here. It's a legal business, but he made a lot of money. He had one of the most visited websites in the world. If you can guess what business that yeah. might be, okay. And he was making about $10 bucks a month. And five guys out of Canada, and I became friends with them, super smart. About 20 to 40 million unique visitors a day on their website. It's a lot of traffic. It wasn't dog beds that they were doing, or T-shirts. <laughs> anyway, the, the head guy, there was one guy who's the smartest, and I don't know him very well. I played pool with them once, but I once asked the guys I know, what? made him a good entrepreneur. I said, dude, this guy fired people. So he, they like, he would hire, because they were a fast-growth company, he would hire 100 people and literally, two days later, be like, goodbye to 99. He, like, he loved giving out pink slips. But he said, you know what happened? Over the process of him doing that for one year, we had the best people. If you made it through, you were the best. I wish everybody here would be that like that with their ideas. If you go... Who wants to know this? And very few people raise their hand. Just kill the business, man. Just kill it. Stomp on it, make a cool thing and be like, you know the greatest thing in this is a Who here's not from America? Let me tell you how America works. America loves David and Goliath stories. Greatest story you can have is I launched a business. I lost everything. I was bankrupt. Oh, I was back sleeping on a couch. This is my story. I was back to a mobile home. I was back in a mobile home that I grew up. And then I rose from the ashes. Dude, America, Europeans don't like that story. It's very weird. If you go bankrupt in Europe, they look down on you for the rest of your life. You go bankrupt in a... I, Mark Cuban's here. He's like, Ty, I launched business after business. And then he said, but you only got to win once in America and everybody doesn't care. And he goes, you know what shirt he wore here? Three comma club. So once you're in the three comma club, it doesn't matter how many failures. In fact, he goes, you want to have fail because then people think you didn't get your money handed to you. Please, can some of you take some of the ideas and put them into garbage? Your life is short. The odds of your first business idea being your best one is almost zero, okay? So my first business idea was... um, leasing a small farm and doing grass-fed beef, but I didn't even sell the beef. It was was not structured right. And I made 12 grand profit in one year. And Jalen switched businesses and he made 140,000 this month at the same age that I was when I made 12 grand. Move around. Commitment consistency. Stubbornness. It's the root of half of the problems on planet Earth. You want to know who's stubborn? Kim Jong-un. You think you could negotiate with that guy? No. Even American politicians, they're stubborn. It sucks. It makes the world a crappy place. Move around. Stomp your business into the ground. And then have a better one. A lot of you should switch to the coffee idea. (laughs) Uh, If you actually want to make money, if you want to be right or you want to be rich. You want to be right, you want to be rich. Who wants to be right? Who wants to be rich? Raise your hand. Who wants to be rich? Okay. Move around a lot. Brazilian jiu-jitsu is like the greatest martial arts. There was all these guys for 3,000 years developing sophisticated. Who here has ever done karate? Yeah, breaking freaking like they were breaking wood and all that. And 3,000 years of tradition from India to the Shaolin Temple to Japan to Korea. And then one guy, one family, One of them was at my house, founder of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, the son. He goes, my dad was just like, okay, if you throw a punch at me, you extend your arm out, I'll just grab your arm and fall on the ground. And then if you're really big, I'll just take my whole body against your one wrist. And he goes, he was a small guy, bullied. It was a 140-pound guy in Brazil. And he goes, you know what I found? My whole body strength against one person's finger doesn't matter if they're the rock. I'll snap their finger and they'll let go. And Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, this, did you ever watch the first seven UFCs? The karate guys didn't last 30 seconds. Most entrepreneurs are the karate people. I will use brute force. And now these new entrepreneurs are coming up. Some are young, a lot are young, some are older. And they're following what I call business Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, which is what I'm teaching you. no demand. What do you do? Just move on. Nobody wants to fight you? You leave. You know what I'm saying? They want to throw all their power out at you? Absorb it and just redirect it. So this idea, you need Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Any other websites you want me to throw up? Somebody who have not called on yet. Yes? Better body. I already like it because I already know what it is. So you, you pass the witch test on here? Better Body Boot Camp. And who knows probably what that website's about. Thank you. Thank you. Dying over here. BetterBodyBootCamp.com. Okay. There's a lot of things that I like about this. I know what it is. You making any money? Two million a year. Yeah, see, so I can tell. I can tell this business is making money. It's making two million a year. You can make a lot more with this. Have you seen Barry's boot camp? Very sexy. Very
3: sexy site. How much does Barry Boot Camp make? Uh, 18, no, thirty-five locations,
0: two million each, seventy million maybe. Seventy million. You're making two. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu would say, do what? Brute force or Barry's? What did I say you need to do with competitors? You take a pad of paper and you do what? What's the specific word, not dissect? Outline. Outline. Let's see, what is Barry's doing? They have a slider. Yeah, you can even beat this. The uh, One thing I've noticed is the best workout in the world. So I think you need to compete with it on that phrase. What can you say? I. That's a crappy... You know, the way I look at Barry's, uh, tie is something I
3: saw you talk about in one of your videos. You were like, your first um, business is something like kind of more accessible. Yes. The public can get it. And then like your second business is what Barry's. It's a high-end product. When did you start this? About six years ago.
0: Yeah, no, this... But look, you can beat Barry's Bootcamp in many... This needs to be on a background that's always visible. It disappears depending on the white. So get your designer needs to put a cover behind it. Okay, so I cannot see this. This is a problem. Um, Have you split-tested the price ever? Yeah. 42 came out the winner? 42 beats 49, beats 19. Yeah. Okay, cool. I think that you need the one thing. It's pretty. I'm going to give. This is pretty good, which I could tell. I can tell right. Sometimes people send me their website. I can almost guess. I should have done it. I could have guessed how much money you were making. I would have guessed seven figures. I'm not sure I would have guessed exactly two million, but this thing, there's a couple problems with it. The biggest is you have no video on it. It's Uh, video. You see the black space? Yeah, yeah, but it's below the fold. Got it. I don't think it. I think it should be here. I think sliders are fine. I need to look on. you need to look on it. Who pulled this up on your web, on your mobile phone? Let me look at the mobile version. What percentage of people buy from here versus... Is it locations that you have? Yeah. Do most people go and refer by somebody else, or do just people randomly find and join? Usually referred. Yeah, so what I, I don't think this should be your primary getting them to buy. I would put the start your trial up here, and what I would do there is convince them why you're different. Does that make sense? Yeah. How many gyms are there? Okay, who here? What's good about this business? You know what, Ty, scroll down a little bit on the page. Yeah, but people are lazy. Yeah. They ain't available. You let me look at the video. No no,
3: but scroll down. The video yeah. is
0: titled Our Difference. Yeah, but it's also a weird video. It needs a thumbnail with people's faces. You need to change the thumbnail. Always have faces in the thumbnail. Let me just okay. I can stop you. Okay. Good news, it looks professional. Can you
3: you pause on a different uh, picture of me?
0: (laughs) (laughs) What'd you get on the dark triad test? (laughs) Have you taken it before? Yeah, I took it, yeah. What three numbers did you get? Um, Be honest.
3: I think uh, 26, 14, and zero. You being honest? Totally
0: honest. Okay, that's not bad. Okay. Um, And that's how I want to remember you from now on, right there. Um, so here's how I would think about this to make this go. So you're at seven figures. Let's get you to eight figures. That's goal, right? Get you to 10 million plus. Intermediary goal. You might want to make, how much do you want to make? hundred million? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. But you got to get to eight figures before nine figures. So what I think the, the next thing you got to do is you need to show why, what do you do different? Than the trillion other gyms there are. It's Did, more female centered. Female? And what's the goal of most of the females? It's a, it's
3: a look better, bottom line.
1: Boot lose camp. Weight? Is boot,
3: it, boot, boot camp is usually, I mean, everyone knows what it is. It's a kitchen sink. We're going to uh, hit a sled. We're going to. But I'm jump. saying, do we're, women we're gonna, want
0: to lose weight? Are they coming in 100 pounds? They overweight? want
3: to lose weight. They want to change their shape. They want to transform weight? How much their weight? body. 20 to 30
0: pounds on average. So they're not super obese. It's not super beginners. No but it's women who are 20 to 30 pounds. Okay, women, this is a survey for you. In the last couple days, week, have you ever in your mind said, I wouldn't mind losing a few pounds? Have you thought about your weight at all? Raise your hand if you're a female. Okay, so half the women in here, or more, have thought about it. So that's the good news. Is that a high supply, a high demand, or low demand? So what we gotta do with this thing We need to show weight loss more. In my experience, women do like to be muscle, do like to be in shape, but more than anything, 99% of women on planet Earth care about losing weight. Who here would rather gain muscle or lose weight? Okay, but women. Michael... (laughs) Pagan, are you a female? You might be. This is Hollywood, my friend. So I just ask. I don't want to put words in your mouth. Females only answer. Raise your hand if you're more interested in weight loss versus adding a lot of muscle. Weight loss, raise your hand. Muscle, raise your hand. Once again, you are a male with a beard. Those females. Those females. <laughs> you two are going to be in the female. Maybe you're smart. You guys going into the female weight loss program. Um, so it was 11, as a quick count, 11 out of 13 women wanted weight loss. Are we slow on the slow bus or on the fast bus as entrepreneurs? Armand, you're 12. If 11 out of 13 women want weight loss and 2 out of 13 want muscle, what would you build your gym around? How old are you? Are you smarter than a 12-year-old? So above the fold before and afters. The whole damn brand. Like, it's it. There's nothing. There's no money, really, in getting women having muscles. It's just... I, you gonna be on the fast bus or the slow bus? That's what I gotta ask a lot of people when I meet them. I'm just like, what bus are you on? What planet? Do you live on a different planet where most women you meet and they just go... You know, I woke up this morning. I looked in, and I was like... Where's my lats? I need lats. I want to just ah. Where's my 20? Rome has 22-inch biceps. These women just like these are like 11s. I gotta double this, and I'm gonna find a gym right now online. Better Body Boot Camp. They're gonna call you and be like, "Listen, there's one thing and one thing I only want. I need guns, and I need them now. Do you have a boot camp for me? I don't. What? But when I tell people that, I'm like, why am I even having this conversation with entrepreneurs? I can tell you why. Best conversation I had with Dr. Buss yesterday, I said, why are we so stubborn? And he gave me the scientific reason. At various points in our life, we find strategies that work in that one situation, and then we use them forever. And if you do that, you will lose. Someone who's taking the approach that I'm teaching is gonna come in and decimate your business. I've already done it. I've had businesses that wanna compete with me, I got in, I listened to the audience and I destroyed them and they're gone. Not even trying to destroy them. Somebody's gonna come in, make this same thing and it's just gonna be like before and after. Susie, why not make 100 before and afters? That's all you need. The whole video, it doesn't, no one really cares about you as the owner. There's zero reward from women. How often, be honest, are you turned on by a complete stranger man who's not extremely good looking when you just see him across the room? Because men are a little different. Women, they're often just an average. I'm not saying you're above average looking, but you're not Ryan Gosling supermodel, right? Okay, how often has a woman just been like, see that guy over there? A little above average. (laughs) Somehow magnetically drawn to him. What I'd like to do is listen to him for a long time talk. No, you think that I'm joking. I'm not picking on you. All people care about is reward. Women, here's a headline for you. You're welcome. For those of you who come in my my next month when I'm doing this, by the way, these have all sold out. So if you want to get in, that's not false urgency. You should come to this. I'll spend a whole afternoon with you. uh, Usually 10 to 15 people. But here's a headline for you right now. For women. I would say, women, how to lose twice the weight in half the time. That's not an outrageous claim. You're not saying how to lose, you know, three pounds a day or something. That How to lose half the weight, I mean, twice the weight. Who here is remotely interested in making twice the money with half the work? Raise your hand. Twice the money that you're making now with half the work. Okay, what did I just do? What's the first one here? twice the reward, insert reward. Everybody write this down. This is how to write your homepage of your website. How to get twice and then you insert the reward word. This won't work for all businesses, but out 60% of you. With half the insert the pain word. I want each of you to come to my seminar. It's going to be at my house. It's on Saturday, December 2nd. It's going to cost you money. I'm going to show you how to make twice the money with half the work. Who's in? No, no, I'm, just, I'm doing a hypothetical. What would have got you guys here? That's basically what I told you guys why you guys are here. Hey, let's make twice the money with half the work. People respond. Who here has ever woken up in the, in the world and said, I need more money, and I'm stressed, and I want to make it? Wait, wait, be honest. How many people are there? In America, your representative sample of America has ever thought they want to make twice the money with half the work. Raise your hand. What business am I in? Selling education around that? Or am I doing how to grow mushrooms in the back of your living room? You know, like nobody cares. Sell stuff people care about. The only problem with this website, it shows stuff nobody cares about. In fact, the more I think about it, it's actually not right. Because you're showing pain. Who here goes, you know what's missing in my life? Crunches, man. I love crunches. I just sometimes spontaneously in the day, I'm like, this day's going great. What would make it better? Drop down and do crunches with weights. Kill all that. Kill that. Show women losing weight. That's it. Real people, pictures and videos, you will triple, quadruple your conversion rate over time. It won't necessarily be instant. Look. Look. Let me just, this is what your homepage, you will beat Barry's boot camp. You consider potentially, if you don't want to change the name, because this shows shoes and logo, it's not congruent, no one cares about shoes, I would for sure make a slogan. If you guys are stuck with a, this, on a one to ten, this name is a six, okay? Some of you, if you want to marry a six, if you want to have a six logo, go with the six logo, It's neutral, possibly helping. If it was lose 50 pounds boot camp, lose 20 pounds boot camp, it would be like a nine. Lose 20 pounds without the pain. Something like that. Lose 20 pounds in 20 minutes. How long are these sessions? 45 minutes. There you go. Can you shrink it to 20 minutes? Probably, yeah. Do high intensity? Who here would rather work out for 45 minutes? First 20. You know 20 minutes of high-intensity stuff. I don't know if you can get the results, but I can tell you simple, congruent things, 20 pounds in 20 minutes. Then you sell an online version of this for all the people who can't come. Now you're at 10 million bucks a year. You can send me a million. Send me a million. Weight Watchers is a billion-dollar brand. Weight Watchers. Weight Watchers. It's not body by Sam, you know, like, it's, it's amazing, This is what it should look like before and after weight loss. Don't use these images off Google. That would be unethical. What woman here would be compelled by that picture? Do you have any stories like that? You do. Send a camera crew to them. Fly them out. That is worth $100,000 if it's true. And they use your program. Okay. Who here is... Let's, we're going to put the options up. <clears throat> females, I want you to be honest. Don't worry about people's feelings. This is a private meeting. It's not live streaming. We're not making fun of anybody. We're only one goal. Okay, females. Reward, which was more likely to make you buy? Image A. Image B. <laughs> You think I'm joking. I'm not joking. Women in general, all species where they call it, isn't it, what's it called? Dimorphic body size or something? Dr. Buss, where the difference between, isn't that what it is?
3: Body dysmorphia.
0: No, 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 no. What is it when the size, you know, like apes have a ratio, gorilla, male to female? Yes, sexual dimorphism. Thank you. So sexual dimorphism in different species, for example walruses, the male is like seven times bigger than the female. And guess what? The females are afraid of the males. They don't hang out. They're not buddies. Men are bigger than women. You're a relatively big dude. Women in general move away from that. We have this system we bought. We can put electrodes on people and see what causes nervousness. This. Honestly, women, if you didn't know the guy and know he's such a nice guy and this dark triad was only 26 14, what? Uh, do you want to go there? <laughs> do you yeah, but there ain't no money most women aren't independent. Do you want to go to that place where that happened? Yeah. Switch it. Kill it. Throw that I would throw that video away. This is your great first try. But when you're a billionaire like Mark Cuban, you're like, I got Gather your children around. You want to see when I didn't know what I was doing? I used to make an angry face video for women and be like, why am I only making $2 million? And then I went to this crazy guy's backyard, and he just showed me a picture. And I started showing women what I could help them do. The Conversion rate, Alex, where is Alex? Am I good at guessing which ads will convert? Was I surprisingly good at it? Alex has spent $400 million in advertising. And the one thing from our partnership, he's like, how the hell do you know what will win? I'm like, with no testing, I'll bet you your whole business that versus that. If I'm wrong, I'll write you a check for $2 million. If I'm right, you give me your business. <laughs> all day. Anybody want to bet against me, I will take money from fools all day. <laughs> it's easier than Vegas. There's zero chance. Get these, and here's the good news. What's the correct answer? How many testimonials are best? Here's your options. One to have on your website and your webpage. One, 10. thousand. 10, ten, ten, ten thousand. The answer is as many as possible. It's a trick question. All the answers are wrong. Infinity, eight sideways is the correct number. Yeah, paint. Do you know why does this is interesting? I've never talked about this. Why does this work? What's Warming. the deep psychology? Think about it. It's on that piece of paper over there. Why does this image work? Warmer, be a warmer. No, no, on a psych contrast. Warmer, warmer. Reward warmer. Uh, yeah, yeah. Now we're going back down to cooler. We've cooled off. No, oh, we're getting. Oh,
3: dude,
0: we had a blizzard just coming in this place. The reward was like warm. It was starting to sizzle. Almost had to take my jacket off. Colder. Say reward again. Woo! It's too hot in here. Ugh. Oh no, that's cold. Come on. Yes. Give that woman a hand. Woo! Woo! Pain, reward, pain, reward. Stick, you don't listen to me, you look like her. You listen to me, you look like this. Pain, reward, pain, reward, pain, reward. I would do more of this, but there's like, it gets a little crazy if I started putting pictures. I should. It's a, it's, people go a little nuts. I should put one of my students. Picture sleeping on couch. Picture $1,040,000, new life. The only reason I don't do that is because people get butt hurt in the modern world when it comes to money. But for the weight loss, I would destroy your brain when you hit my website. I'd be like, if you do not listen to what I'm saying, I'd find some statistic. People who procrastinate on a plan are seven times more likely to and I guarantee you can find science on that. You wanna look like this lady? And then I would just scroll. I wouldn't, I, you don't even need yourself in. By the way, what's the problem with this one? What's the psychological for women? Timidation Intimidation, moderately warm. Cold, massive cold. Pain, and it has also, what else? It's a trick question. No, it has nothing else. What's the reward? If you did not know this guy, and I start flashing this face in that pose. Now, obviously, I picked a bad frame of you. I'm not saying you're bad looking or anything like that. But there's no reward for women who are overweight looking at. First of all, you're a man. So women will buy from men, and men will buy from women. That's not the problem. I like Oprah. But the problem is, in the context of weight loss, you look like you're in shape. Maybe if you showed a before and after, were you ever fat? Okay, problem. Can you gain a lot of weight? And we take this, you're in shape will be before, and then you go after. That might not work. I was before, then I went to Thai Seminar, and now I weigh over 400 pounds.